we eventually move um, to do something like that and leave stuff around the apartment and for other people to find. I'm going to do that before I move out of this house to move in on my birth month. So, what are you going to do? Oh, there. Last game. <laughs> you all managed to escape the town of Tick Tock Knock. Uh, witnessing a few oddities caused by the Blood Red Moon. Uh, the Again, the fluctuation of magic that's going on. And you made it to the Argent Library. You met up with Vi, who went in with you and met Hubert Beholder, the caretaker and guardian of this massive archive that has been a collection of books since the Calamity War 700 years plus ago. Mm -hmm. Ash got to see the blighted lands of where he originally settled with his friends and what would have been the completed city after years of being built up, reduced to rubble of the city of Ashen Way. Inside the archive, Vi and the team went off to a separate study and used the weave to travel forward in time to the Cat and Dragon bar that is redacted many years in the future. Upon entering, I steam expecting to meet someone that could teach them the basics of how to use the weave, came face to face with a much older version of themselves. Not like old man, but more like middle-aged adult. And that is more or less where we're going to pick up the session, and then we'll move to the rest of you during this time frame in a moment. Okay. Oh, what you're doing in the archives, not a time frame. You're not all of the future. Get out. No! <laughs> How the fuck do you all get in? Magic, bitch! It's not magic we're using, it's confusion. So, Bex, if you can roll me a d12 and then an arcana check, please. D12? Oh, sorry, d20, that... not a d12. Oh, I was gonna say... Okay, that, that was a one anyway. Uh, okay. Right. Better, That's better. better. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then an arcana check. Okie dokie. Um, 18 again. Excellent. So... You sit down with yourself and you get to know a bit about a few minor things that have been going on. But your older self is a lot more guarded, though as not to alter your own timeline. Mm -hmm. uh, they do let on to suspect that the fact that you both can meet like this is possibly another branching timeline in itself, because he has no memory of being taught by himself. Okay. But he quickly starts the lessons, and with the help of Vi, you start to learn all this bookwork about the weave, 
and some basic manipulation. And the lessons more or less are basically your limit on the weave is as limited as your imagination. Whether you can actually pull it off is a whole different story. But most, they teach you how to at least get yourself home. So you now have the ability to travel freely through time using the weave. With a few checks. Okay. Okay. And all these lessons accumulate to about two months worth. Uh, at the first, you're kind of worried that Orion's going to worry in the archive and find that they're not in the room, but they assure you that because of time and other things, it'll be just like you you never left the room. Okay, so what, like, in this in this timeline that we're in now, it feels like two months have passed? Two months have passed, yeah. Okay, that's very scary. And in those two months, you meet. Will and Vespertine. <gasps> and you're currently sitting in a booth. Your older self has gone off somewhere and you're just left there studying out of these books. And there is a small boy that's just managed to sneak up opposite you. And he is half elfin features. You as a player would recognize it as Will. But all you just see is this fitting tiny image version of the, in Vespertine's perspective, the Will he met the first time. Okay. So he's a kid? Yeah. Okay. Is it, it's it just esteem at the table and just this kid that's come up? Do you want to make a perception check? Yeah, sure. Uh, 16. So once you register this small boy that's now interrupted your studies, you also kind of notice a very child, a tiefling child with a baby owl perched on one of his horns, looking very unamused at William disturbing somebody's studies. Okay, um, Steve's just kind of looking between the two of them. He's just like, um, I'm just. I'm learning some magic things. What, what, what are you doing? Where's your are your parents around? Parents? I'm like, um, shit, Vespertine, how old are we these days? Oh god, I, sorry. I, I am. I don't know if I should try and attempt Vespertine's accent. Because I can't I mean, remember it, it. It it's it's 
it's not far off esteems because I have a very limited collection of accents. Okay. That's relatable. Uh, it's kind of like generic sort of... Uh, like a sort of generic like Eastern European sort of accent. Um, but yeah, you're, you're welcome to try. If not, I didn't know if I was like playing Vespertine still or if you're doing that. So. If you want to play a child version of Vespertine for a bit, then that is up to you. If not, I'll carry on holding oh, the you're... wheel. You are welcome to carry on. Okay. I think we are about... We are a very long way away from anything that's too old, William. Now leave the poor person alone and let them... Wow, it just went Irish for some reason. <laughs> and let him carry on with his studies. Oh, it, it's okay. I didn't... Um... I didn't mean for you to leave. Um, I'm just... I don't know if it's very interesting for you to look at. Um, Esteem's kind of, like, looking at Vespertine, because if I'm correct, Esteem has now, at this point, like, heard the name Vespertine around? Like, in his own timeline? Yeah, so that would be... He knows that that spell book belonged to Vespertine that Rosa had. Yeah, and you witnessed um, William crying out to Vespertine when yeah. he killed his wife. Yeah, so he's he's making a connection in his brain of those two names. Like, he's just heard them call each other William and Vespertine. Um, and he's just kind of looking between them. Like, so you two, have you known each other for a while? Yeah, we've known each other for... A very, very long time. Um, we're, we're just back so Vespertine can check through his spellbooks to try and remove this curse. Back from... I was going to say back from where, but maybe back from when is a better question? Uh, it, it, where would probably be a lot better. Um, we're... we're I guess a bit too old to be messing around with time and stuff at our age. And Vespertine just shoots him a glare. <laughs> um, we we just came back from a cavern full of these crystal things, and we wanted to check them out since we had issues with random crystals popping up in our past, so except they kind of trapped the place and ta-da, now I'm pre-pubescent and I really don't want to go through puberty for a second time. Oh, okay. That's understandable. Um, so that was, that curse happened to both of you? You didn't intend to be like this? No, we we didn't intend it. I, I, it's alright, it's just at this point, I'm a little bit... The whole time thing is... Uh, it's a lot to get my head around. Um, I didn't know if perhaps for some reason you had deliberately appeared in this timeline as children. No. I, I, I wouldn't want to be a child again. Like, 
as a no, no, Willie. Uh, that's okay. That's fair. So you're now trying to change yourselves back to normal before you go elsewhere. Yeah. Also, I had a craving for chalky milk, so there, there's that. Is, uh, is that a, a thing that, since you went back to being a kid, or do you just like chalky milk? I, I think it's a kid thing. Oh, okay. Um, and Steve get to go and get him some chalky milk. Aww. <laughs> he, he, he just sits there with his straw, and you just see his little legs just kicking because they can't touch the floor. <laughs> He's like, in his head, he's just like, these are like, I don't know, middle-aged men. <laughs> he's like... And Vespertine's um. probably wandered off to go check his spell books before Will starts teasing him again. I can't, versus like, baby owl. That's too cute. <laughs> the baby owl is just asleep through the whole thing. Like, I'm, I'm too tired for this. Okay, um, yeah, it seems gonna say to Will, um, do you need some help with this, fixing this curse? Um, I, I don't really know how much I can or should say to you about things, because I don't, I don't know you, but I've seen you in my, my timeline, my presence, as it were, um, and kind of a lot of things happened in a short space of time that I don't fully understand, and I don't know how much I should say. But if you need... I I believe you were trying to find Vespertine or to get him to come and help you, and I'm guessing you managed that? And now you're trying to solve this situation, which I can try to help you with? Well, we, we try to avoid the weed, or we would, I guess, ask Vi for help, but my partner's a smart guy, I'm sure that he can find the spell somewhere in his book to reverse this, it's not a complicated spell, it's just very inconvenient, I think. Okay. Okay. So, Vespertine is your partner. Yeah, we've been inseparable since traveling to this other land um, for gods. Good 20 years? Maybe more? Steve was just sitting there, like, you know, the. <laughs> The gif of the woman with all like the math symbols going around her head. <laughs> that's that's how Esteem looks right now. Um, okay. Um, the last time, like I said, I don't know if I should tell you everything, but I feel like it's significant. The last time that I saw you, you kind of, you were, I don't know, maybe. 40s or something. Um, we were 
trying to find you in the forest. You just hear him sucking through an empty glass. <laughs> uh, you, you called out for Vespertine and you kind of disappeared into a portal. Do you remember that? I suppose that would then kind of solidify that we're a different branch of timeline from the one you're currently from. Okay, okay. His esteem kind of like, his shoulders kind of slump. He was holding in a lot of tension because he was like dancing around the subject of everything that happened at that point in time. Like, should I tell him that he seems to have killed his wife? Um, he's just like, kind of slumps down in his seat a little bit. Okay, so you have no memory of that, so this is a whole separate timeline where you've always been with Vespertine? Yeah, like I said, we've been inseparable for years. Okay, okay. Great. Fantastic. He just does a little thumbs up. <laughs> cool. Um, right. Um... Sure, um, in that case, I won't talk to you anymore about what's happened in my present timeline, I guess, because that could have consequences. Um, I am not an expert yet, but I have learned, obviously, that if you say certain things or do certain things in a particular timeline, you will mess up other timelines, and I'm not gonna mess with that. Um, yeah, so Vespertine tried to explain the butterfly fate to me, and it made my head hurt. Yeah. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah, in in the meantime, I guess if you want some help, I mean, you, you seem to have it under control, but if I can do anything to help with that curse, then uh, I can... I'm sure we'll be fine. But okay. if we do need you, we'll, we'll, we'll come past you. I mean, I'll definitely want another cup of chalky milk before I go back to being a grumpy old man again. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, does Vespertine want anything? Does Vespertine he... want anything? Does, I don't... He, what would child Vespertine love to drink? Um... Hmm. Child Vespertine would probably be probably like have fruit juice, I think. Otherwise, as he got a little bit older, he'd he'd start drinking basically tea and coffee and then progress into just coffee. But I think at this point he'd still he'd still like fruit juice. So Esteem, I guess, then gets yeah. Will another glass of chalky milk and then goes yeah. and gives Vespertine a glass of chalky Yeah, he, he doesn't interrupt him, he just kind of goes and puts it down next to him and is like, um, enjoy your reading. You um, have the baby owl wake up, look at you, look at Vespertine, back to you. And then it just flies up and perches itself on your horn for a, probably a good week while Vespertine is studying. 
Oh. So you're now stuck with this baby owl and a baby dragon there. A um, oh, tiny wow. dragon, not a baby dragon. Really. It's just becoming a nest. <laughs> okay, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah, he'll he'll study alongside them. Um. Roll me a d20. Okay. Uh, what's good with you and 18s today? Yeah. Well, what's happening? So I'll say that's a 23 total. So Vespertine is the one that's getting that 23. And that adds to your help. And Vespertine is like this fount of magical knowledge. And as someone who doesn't possess the weave, has been very observant by and older esteem and how they use it and actually breaks down and helps you understand things better. Mm -hmm. Esteem appreciates that. <laughs> so you help Vespertine and they go off to find what they need for the spell. Also, with those two weeks, uh, two weeks, a couple of months, um, you finally crack something. You finally work out how you can use the weave to travel through time. And rather than going to your older self, you end up going up to where the rooms are in the tavern. And when Esteem is excited, would he knock on a door or just burst in? Um, he. I don't think he'd just burst in. I think he would do like an excited knock, like a fast knock on the door. You mean like Sheldon? I don't know. <gasps> no big bang theory. No. Sean. I'm sorry. Sean. What, what do you mean, Sean? You weirdo. Sean. Um, it's just. It's just like. Knock, 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 knock. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So yeah, you um, hear startled noises from inside the room and somebody rushing around. And he opens the door a crack. And you notice that she's probably just gotten out of the shower and she's got her arm across her forehead like she's trying to hide something that's on her head. Oh, is this why? Sure. Uh, roll a perception check. Ah, okay. And it's an 11? Roll me a perception check. <laughs> I, I should have really said advantage, but we'll just let you re-roll. A 17. Because they are... You, you're not exactly that far away. So with a 17, you notice that... Her eyes are very different. They look more cat-like. Her teeth are a bit more fanged. And the detailing on her face is a bit weird. And you notice that she's trying to stop the door that has a bad hinge from swinging open and showing more of herself. But in her other hand is a potion of some sort. But 
who who is this? As far as you're aware, this is Vi, but you're getting vibes that is this Vi? Okay. Um uh Vi, are you okay? Do you need me to do you need me to leave? Uh, you're in the middle of something. Yeah, I was getting dressed. Um Okay, um he just spins around and turns his back. He's like, I'm really sorry. You just spin around and see your older self, like, standing there, like, oh no. Oh! Oh no. <laughs> oh, you frightened me. Um, uh, I'm not looking. Um, you, you just, um, hear very quick chugging of this potion. And roll me arcana. Oh, natural 20. Um, so, you detect some sort of polymorphic magic at work as you spin around and you just see normal Vi with the white hair looking as human as ever, just standing there with a towel around her. Can I help you with something? Would you like me to give you a minute to get changed? No, um, unless it's gonna be a while. Maybe. No, um, are you okay? You're like drinking a, drinking a potion. You, you changed a little bit. Is everything okay? Um, sure. Did something go wrong? No. Is she telling the truth? Do I think? Insight check, please. Insight check, because that's a 15. Where's my sheet? That's a good line. Uh, nope, that's your sheet. That's not the sheet I want. I help it that you were telling lies. Find deception. I've lost deception. There's deception. She is very clearly hiding something from you and doesn't really want you to know. Okay. Um. Is Theme kind of like his eyes narrow a little bit? He's like, um, are you sure? Because if. If something went wrong with magic, maybe I can help. Um, you know? I, nothing goes wrong with magic around me. I am a g great weave user. I, She's now getting flustered and maybe thinking about hastening a retreat back into her room. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Um, I, know you, I know you're great with the weave, but that... I kind of got the sense that there was something polymorphic that you had there. Um... No, nothing polymorphic here. Not at all. No, nothing. Mm -hmm. Nope. Why would you be changing your appearance? Is there something you're hiding from? No. I'm still lying. Is this, this is Steve's older self still just standing behind him like a weird shadow. He is, um, very abused by Vi's attempts to hide her true identity. 
Um, it seems kind of like it's looking between the two of them. Like, am I missing something here? Is there, like, that, what I saw just now, is that, like, what you, is that, like, something you were faking? Or is that how you really look? What What's happening? As you look to your older self, he tries to hide this sort of smirk, clears his throat, and just makes a cat noise. And then Vi just slams the door. Oh, well done. I was trying to be tactful. Oh, she's a bit sensitive about... She's a bit sensitive... Oh, I can't do it now, fuck. <laughs> she, she's a bit sensitive about her actual heritage. So oh. she drinks polymorph potions to hide it. Oh well, now I feel bad. I thought I thought maybe like she was hiding something from me. Like I don't know. I had a panic moment. Like she'd brought me here under false pretenses or something. No, oh, no, she's just trying to hide it. it, it, it that smoke just turns to a bit of a sly grin, and your older self just walks off. Okay. And did um, DM did uh, Vi's like what little I could see of her true appearance? Did she look like Hikari? Kind of similar. Yeah, there was features there that were very Hikari like. Esteem doesn't know a lot of like Hikari's heritage and stuff, so. So it's more of physical aspect, it's not actual mm -hmm. her heritage. I nearly said heresy. <laughs> heresy. Like, he doesn't know how, like, rare that is, I believe? Or does he? Uh, by your knowledge, before the end of Season 1, the Kimonomime race are completely extinct. And Hikari is the only one that's walking around as a Kimonomime. Okay. Okay. In that case, maybe it kind of clicks in his brain a little bit, and he's like, okay. But I get it. A new race has appeared before Esteem. Well, kind of not, because Esteem was around when, when Kakari was still with us. Mm hmm. So another new race has magically appeared. Spooky. Um, okay, he's just going to kind of knock on the door and be like, I'm sorry if I came across as insensitive, I just. Uh, I didn't know if you were, like, hiding, like, your intentions more than anything, um, but, you know, if, it's fine if, if you want to, you know, do, he's not, he doesn't want to shout too much in the corridor, but he's like, it's, it's fine, it's fine, um, I can leave you alone, I just had some, something to say, but I can leave you alone. No, I'm not trying to mislead you. In fact, I've never told your group a lie once. I'm just trying very hard not to mess up the timelines that are hopefully meant for them, especially the happier ones. Well, that's appreciated.
Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I can I can leave you alone to sort sort things out. It's okay. You're not, by chance, good with hair, are you? Um, I'm not an expert, but I can get... Uh, I can kind of wrestle my hair into a ponytail, so that's something. The door swings open, you grab by the collar and just yank it in. <laughs> and as we fast forward, you eventually complete your training. And as your final test set by yourself, you have to find, you have to use the weave to get you and Vibe back. Uh, make me also a performance check. You should be good at this. His famous last words. Oh, it's 22. So, with a 22, this isn't for your weave stuff. Um, Vi has been so impressed with how you've made... You, you didn't just pry and tie her hair back. You actually gave her a bit of a haircut. Oh. And she looks now a lot better with her hair tied back as it was if she's kept it. Uh, there is something I will type to you as she does let you in on her real identity. Mm -hmm. So just before the exam, she takes another potion and drinks it. And goes back to human vibe. Mm -hmm. And you close your eyes and you try to enter the weave, leaving your older self behind and your time at the cat and dragon. Also, during this time, you hope to meet two Kimonomi twins. And you also learn a few more things, which again, I will DM to you. And make me an Arcana check. And then roll me a D10. 21 on Arcana. And a 5 on the d10. So, for these d10s, I'll also let you know every time I roll one, it'll be a weave check. So, okay. at the moment, it's 1d10. And you add that, whatever you roll on that d10, on top of the arcana. Oh, okay. With a 26. So, yeah. So, with a 26, you manage to find the exact thread that will lead you home. And on touching this thread, you don't just see the destination that you're trying to reach, you also see different variations of Orion, different variations of Ash, different variations of yourself. Um, one of the variations is instead of Orion having an eye patch and 
one less eye. There's an, an Orion with one arm. There's a Rai that's completely given into the Calamity, killed her father, and taken over as the Calamity and working with Atidaeus. You see all these different potential timelines and very different ways things could have gone. From very minute details to, again, going back to Orion, of the physical nature, he didn't lose an eye, he lost an arm, maybe lost a leg. Um, you see all of them in various different race types. But the only constant in any of these timelines that you see is you are always you, and Vi has always been Vi. And you also get a slight look into an event you weren't even there for, which was on the island of Tertalus when the party was infiltrating the camp of Orion's mother. Fate Weaver came to Hikari the first time around them, and you see this whole exchange of Fate Weaver promising to save Tsunaki from whatever is killing him. And when he makes the choice to jump in after the calamity, try and stop the meteor fall and save the Kimono Nomura race, rather than the timeline being correct and them both dying, you witness Tsunaki saving Hikari and sending her forwards through time and turning into this giant celestial dragon who doesn't stop the meteor fall but moves it away and saves a few of the Kimonomi race. You see that they have settled in what used to be Sonaki's home in the Deadlands, which is Koiban. And you also see the threads of fate that then weave off into what the current timeline has now become. And then you see new threads being worn from your timeline, like the one you've just been to. Was it like in every sort of possible variation, esteem looked the same? Yeah, there is no okay. changes to you. And Vi explains that because you're all born from the weed, with esteem being an exception somehow, that there is no diverting timelines. You are always constant and moving forward where everyone else is in this constant flux of time. As proven by all these different threads, different variations of the person, race, and character. And to not confuse yourself, Vi holds your hand and sort of talks you through how to Focus on where you're going, not letting these other timelines distract you. Mm -hmm. 
basically you can now do that scene at the end of Avengers Endgame where or was it Infinity War? Basically you can use the time stone to see about a thousand different variations and just focus down on the one that works. Spoilers! <laughs> Have you not seen that yet? I have! I'm saying for the people listening, you shit! I'm, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, so that happens in Infinity War. That that movie was out... I don't remember. My dude, there are people out there who have not seen Star Wars, okay? Calm down. <laughs> I mean, if it's the new story, that's probably a good thing. I haven't seen it. Star Wars or Infinity War? I've, seen, I've only seen one Star Wars movie. movie. I don't know whether to be disappointed or not. <laughs> oh, poor boo I'm actually gonna go cry. Bye, guys. Okay, good. <laughs> we can take over the game. <laughs> you, let me just fetch my Turask. <laughs> no! Turask is DM now. <laughs> Turask with very tiny spectacles and a very tiny look like... Roll, Arcada. Oi, how are you? <laughs> Beholder, your butt. Grab book, make tea. Very nice. Extra honey. So yeah, you navigate through the week. Honey. No, no honey for you. You've had too much honey. Okay. And you eventually arrive back in that same study. At the exact time you left. And we will now focus on the rest of you. For a little bit. Interesting. So, if I remember right, the rest of you all stayed together as you went through this archive, right? Uh, well, we, well, Orion had kind of had words with esteem and then esteem had got taken off so we're, i assume we we just we we were just left off um sort of standing near the entrance and then considering what to do so i think that's where we are Rye was already gone she already yeeted oh, yeah. herself away oh yeah Rye had gone to like explore I, for I forgot about that you were like you you wanted to uh explore and be adventurous um, which in that case, Orion seeing that kind of like gives a like a gentle elbow nudge to Lycar and just kind of like doesn't say anything but just kind of gives him a look over to where Rai has headed off to and back to him and back to Rai, back to him. <laughs> kind of like, you know, trying to give him a subtle gesture of like, you know, maybe you should follow her for more than one of one or a few reasons. And uh then he looks to uh, looks to the, uh, looks to, uh, why am I saying Crooks? I see your fucking name right there, next to Lavender and Ash. Um, and is like, well, was gonna suggest that we all get some sleep first before we do anything, but I think Vi's made that choice for us, so, uh, I'm gonna go and try and do as much research as possible. I'm not going to force you to, you two to follow on with me, but if there's something you want to research, or if, you, if you'd like to help me, I would very much appreciate it, but there's no pressure. Um, I will say, though, Lavender, um, you might want to, when Vi comes back, um, 
she knows all about this kind of like fate weave stuff you might want to ask her about your powers and if that has anything to do with the weave uh sure i suppose so i mean i have so many questions and i have no idea where to start so <laughs> that's a good starting point i suppose well we'll have to wait until she's back god knows how long it's going to take them it might take them the whole night it might take them 24 hours we don't know but in the meantime if there's anything i can answer for you i can try otherwise you'll find a lot in this archive there's a lot of stuff here to explore and hubert i'm sure if you don't know where to look will you know happily help you uh, locate it hey thank you i just suppose i have no clue about anything but i just while i was passed out drunk back at the bar a while ago while mm. you were all having your talk with Jericho he mentioned yeah me and the weave but I other than that I don't know anything about it mm. I'm just curious why he mentioned me probably probably because of your powers because every time you are uh, I don't know lack of a better term every time you sort of get angry something I've noticed that different things start to spark up around you. I didn't I didn't personally necessarily think it was weave-esque. It seemed more more like where Lycar's from, more fey, more potentially chaotic, but I mean, I take everything Jericho says with a grain of salt. That's my regime for getting through life because I don't trust that guy with as far as I can throw him. Um, but he does have a lot of knowledge, considering what he is and how long he's probably been alive. Um, so there might be something there, and it would, wouldn't hurt to ask Vi, but she's the only viable source to ask, and currently she's currently detained. If I had any knowledge of any of this, I would definitely tell. I would definitely help with that, but. All I know about the weave is that Vi has some sort of power over it and that her great-great-great-great-something-grandmother is the Fate Weaver. But that's about it. The rest of it, I'm as perplexed as you are. Oh, oh thank you. It's a, it's a start, at least. Because I, I do have questions about... Mm -hmm. I can never clearly remember what happens whenever we've been in fights afterwards. Oh. I have... I can remember it, but it's not clear. It's hazy. Okay. So... Do you think that's... Is it... Pretty... Is it more down to you can't see through the rage, or is it... Would do you lose that... time? It's hard to describe it's a strange sensation like i am me in the moment but mm -hmm. i do things that i would never usually do could just be a rage thing but i mm -hmm. don't know and i i 
I need answers to that, I think. Well, hang on. When you say that, do you mean you wouldn't do things and it's hurting people when you're in a rage? Or do you mean the more magical aspects of when it when you rage? I never normally able to use magical things, but it's also okay. hurting people. I mean, I would... I would fight to protect you all. I'll do what I need to, but mm. it wouldn't be the first, the first choice. Okay. Well, that may not be so much down to the magical aspect. I think that's just a side effect of the rage. I've only ever known one barbarian, and he didn't. He wasn't capable of doing what you did. But. I think, I don't know, I can't comment on what rages are like, and the one person I did know that was like you never really explained it, just he had no qualms, and because he was protecting people, and I'm not going to tell you how to think of it, but if I had a choice about how to consider if I was able to rage, it would be to help people. There's a lot of things I'd be willing to do to help people, to protect them. And as he says that, he kind of lightly, gently sort of like touches upon his obviously now uh, covered up arm where he was previously sort of cutting it during battle to like kind of invigorate his powers. Yeah, I, I understand that. I would also... Do anything to protect, protect the people I want to. Hmm. Guess it's just never easy when it's not your first inclination. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's something that just seems to switch on in dangerous situations. I suppose it's a blessing in a way, because it's helped me protect people, protect mm. you. Just the the way I don't seem to fully have control of it is scary sometimes. I get that. I I was going to say I very much appreciate you doing what needs to be done in protecting us, me, the rest of them. And I know how difficult it is. I was very against and still am to a certain extent with hurting people unless I know there's no other choice. But at least when I do it, I'm very conscious of the fact of the choices I'm making. So I can see why you kind of Almost going into a different mindset, almost like into a haze, could be disconcerting and worrying. Um, but in that case, again, I would just suggest when Vi gets back, maybe talk to her about it. Or if you want to find out more about maybe where that magic comes from, if it has anything to do with you falling into those sort of ha rage hazes. 
try try the archive. The archive has a lot of things and may have answers, but not always to everything. But you can at least try. We have time, so yeah, I might as well. We're here for who knows how long. Might as well make the most of this time. Yeah. But, like I said, if there's anything else you want answers to, like, for me to recap what's happened up until now, I was going to actually mention to Ash if he wanted to hear that, since he seems to have come from a time way, way before us, if that is the case. But uh, I assume if he wants to find out more about how things got like this and so on, I can tell him if he seeks me out. Just, yeah, if you have any questions that I may have the answers to, just take it with a grain of salt on my end, because I'm also misconstruing it from everything I've sort of seen and witnessed and been through. Yeah, yeah, I understand. We all have our own questions. We just have to piece yeah. everything together best we can. Mm. Yep. But uh, in the meantime, then, uh, I'm going to go and do some research on my own. Um, I'm not sure where. I've got a list of things I want to research. So if you want to go your own way and research about your stuff first, please feel free. Again, just call upon Hubert. Just sort of, you know, ask for his help and he'll pop up when he can. He is a little bit busy from time to time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. And then uh, Orion will just give Lavender a warm, reassuring smile, and then we'll look to Lycar, who seems to still be there. Is that is that correct, Lycar? I know he would have walked away since you two were talking. Oh, okay. Okay, then in that case, he sees him either walk off or as he was walking off and kind of just smiles. Um... Just sm just smiles at that and hope hope whatever is about to happen, whatever conversations that may happen, go down well. Uh, but otherwise, he's going to start his own research, and I don't fucking know where. Actually, I know exactly where to start. I mean, it's not the it's one of the most important things, but there's a lot of fuck. I've written down a lot of things here. So actually, I have one question of the DM just so I have this uh, information in my head correct, um, because I found notes from like so many fucking sessions ago um question because i know dorian argent was orion's um ancestor yeah and was abacus argent um his grandfather's younger brother or was it the other way around no the two of them were both brothers okay so one of them i think it was dorian but i was looking at my notes was mm -hmm. the one that served during the Climate Wars as mm -hmm. scientist and was gathering all this research which would lead to this archive. Okay. As well as collecting any knowledge before it got destroyed from the results of the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Abacus was mm -hmm. the person that found the Black Book of the Dragon of Darkness and mm -hmm. which would then fall into your family anyway, become your mother's yeah. possession, what you guys would use for uh, 
blood magic. Yeah. Because Abacus is the one who started the whole blood hunter order. Kind of. He was kind the one of. that researched the Black Book and then mm-hmm. turned all the drow into vampires. And the ones that didn't okay. turn because of the spell, blood manipulation, whatever it was, you guys don't know, mm-hmm. uh, um, was then basically people that didn't turn were then feasted on within the city, wiping out essentially the entire drow race. Yeah. Uh, the only reason you then later found out that you're not a vampire is because mm-hmm. of your father being human. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so is the is, is the grandfather that's behind the black wall abacus? Yes. Okay, just wanted I wanted him clear in my fucking head. So um, as, as because long as I have got the name right, I'm pretty sure I've got the name right. Because I because I know Dorian Argent was the ancestor, which is further down the line, um, or at least I assume so. No, they they were both same. So he would okay. also be your grandfather. Okay, because I because I wrote down ancestor, so I was just like, mm, yeah. At the I'll... time, it was they were described as your ancestors, not okay. Not the, the time round where you found the actual pinpoint of who they okay. were was mm-hmm. in the Drow City when you were in the Underdark. Yeah. Underdark. So, are they just like grandfather or great 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 grandfather? There's a possible we, we. I think at the time we decided to use grandfather rather than just stapling on a bunch of greats. Okay. But the war was, I believe, seven hundred years plus ago. Yeah, so so that's good because then I had it in my head that somehow he's still alive, but obviously that's probably because he's a vampire, yeah. etc. That's an assumption, but nevertheless. Um, okay, good. I have that in my head, so technically I have not got my notes incorrect. Um, but I did write grandfather who who technically started the blood hunting blood hunting and was disgraced from family for not for not falling in line. Or was that Dorian? Um, that I believe might have been a different grandfather. Okay. No, no, okay. no, 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 it wasn't. Um, no, that <laughs> would have been... Yeah, Dorian was the one that wouldn't fall in line and go into studying the Black Book until after the events of okay. what happened to the Growl. Okay, okay. So, so then I'm correct in the assumption that Orion has every reason to be somewhat terrified of Abacus because he may or may not be a vampire and he's the one who started the whole blood hunting kind of sort of thing and... You didn't. know from Jericho for a fact that Abacus is a vampire and has been alive okay. since okay. the events of Drow City. Oh, okay. Your mother, on the other hand, was conceived a lot later after the mm. events of the Drow City, but has been alive for a good maybe 600, 500 years before yeah. obviously having you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because vampires. So, I know, vampires, man. Uh, Alright, so yeah, Orion has all the reasons to be somewhat terrified of his grandfather because he also didn't prevent his brother from being disgraced from the family and could have potentially been the one to disgrace him, so at least that's assumptions made. Um, So, in that case, I have a lot of things I want to research, but that at least clears up the level of importance for various things. So, okay, uh, the first thing Orion wants to research is if there is a way for them to get back to, and or a spell to teleport the group back to Nayari and the Doctor. Okay, so because we're so split up, we'll have 
esteem. Everyone roll initiative that is part of my group. So <laughs> let me have a look at this. Uh, esteem, if you could roll initiative. But um, we have to put our tokens down somewhere. Uh, just drag them around the sheet. Okay. Dragging. I drag. There we go. And then I click. Central and um, visible. But if Ryan's already on there, we'll do that. Ryan, you volunteered yourself, so you'll be the initiative role for you and Lyca. And Ash, you're on your own, so you may drag yourself on an initiative role for yourself. How do I do that? Um, open your to your sheet. Go to when it highlights your name. Click and drag onto the yeah. Essentially, map, but it's not a map. It's not a map. It's just a nice picture of two dragons. That was drawn by Danny. Yeah. Which I should probably consider getting things updated at some point. Just put, oh, yeah, oh they have they have uh for the per, for the person in the chat they have decimals because it's a it's a way a good way of tie breaking if you have similarly dexter similar dexterity scores uh, yeah oh and don't forget to click your token before you roll the initiative yeah before action. you roll yeah um, click, click on the token and then roll would i with the whole time situation. Oh, damn it! had a long rest? Yes. Or not? You, you would have had a long rest. Okay. Oh man, you get to get rid of your fucking level of exhaustion. Fuck. Whereas the rest of us have got a- the rest of us plebs have got to have a- have a, have a one exhaustion. So, uh, Lavender, because Orion rolled, but you, you didn't need to roll. It was just like one. Oh no, Lavender's not. Lavender's not with me. Lavender doing it. Lavender's doing his own stuff. But didn't you just have a conversation with Lavender? I had a conversation with Lavender, and then I was about to go off and do research and leave him to do research about his, um, you know, about his ragey stuff and his uh, magic magic stuff. Okay, that's fine. So no, he he's doing better than I am. I'm currently slightly distracted, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> So Ryan's freaking out about the fact of how long fucking Steam's gonna be gone, and turns out a lot longer than he fucking expected, technically. Yeah, but to you it'll just be like, oh, I know! Huh. I know, it doesn't matter! Huh. Okay, so we will change the music on the dark playlist to make it sound a bit more <laughs> like and happy. That's never good <laughs> when you switch to deciding light and happy because you're gonna destroy us later. Yeah, I really need to delete some of these songs from Streamliner. I need to get around to doing that. Um, so, Ash, you are the first to choose to take the lead. Oh, epic. Um, yeah, so Ash, like, just disappeared as soon as Orion was like, oh, let's go and, like, research our own, our own things. And initially, Ash, like, would have looked for, like, books on the history between, like, their time and the current time. Okay. But after, like, looking and looking, they eventually just pulled out a bunch of books, um, fashioned them into a pillow, and went to bed. Just, like, <laughs> in the middle of the library. So you... You just grabbed all these books, didn't read them, and just like, 
Ash, like, tried to read, like, one of them, but they couldn't find what they were looking for, so they just, like, patted them down and made a burr bear, like, a makeshift pillow. Okay, so you're, you're more than fine to rule that you have you didn't find anything, or you can roll a history check, perception, and all that to see if you do find anything. Um, yeah, I'll do, like, uh, I think I'll do perception. So, yeah, let, roll perception to see if you find a book, or what book you find. Oh, I still, have advantage. I still have disadvantage turned on, sorry. So, t turn it back on to that's normal, normal. Oh, I thought because we have exhaustion points. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we do. It's because we have exhaustion. Yeah. That, that 15 is... Yeah, because we all have a disadvantage on ability checks, which is why I was crying over the fact that Vi just went off. Uh, yeah, uh, yep. uh, yeah bitch, you could have let us rest first. I mean, you can rest any time you like. Because then they might come back. We don't know. They might be back in two hours, and then we have to leave, and then we've done nothing. Then that's your choice. You, you <laughs> choose your rest, <laughs> not me. Did I find a book? So, with a 15, you find a couple of books. Like you said, uh, roll me a history check. So, as far back as the ones you've selected you can find, you can... Some of them uh, cover the aspects of the war and the events that happened to the Kimono. Though, from their perspective, it was a great calamity fell from the sky, completely destroyed and wiped out the race. Uh, from the crater of that calamity, dark creatures start to spawn from the earth and start to try and push their way out of the Deadlands. No, sorry, they covered the Deadlands and started to blight it with something they called um, Calamity Blight. The same sort of effect that happened to the lands around Ashen Way. Yep. When the other races, the elves, humans, so on, found out what was going on there, they immediately formed an alliance. This was the first time they ever formed an alliance, and haven't since, to join forces and push back the combat from the Deadlands. At the start of the war, it was going pretty bad for themselves. Because of the sheer numbers, they couldn't stop some of them from leaking out. And especially on the human side, a lot of villagers ended up getting infected with this sickness. And in the symptoms of the sickness was fatigue, nausea, and eventually you would just stop functioning, unable to eat, drink, until some sort of black creature would rip and burst from your chest. Oh, okay. Uh, this would be the more likely occurrence of what would happen. Sometimes the creature would die inside the host and take the host with it. Um, there are records of a damn, damn fear no-name book who was most of the time ordered to go to these villages and genocide and burn them down as there was no cure. There are some scribbles in the margins that um, Dorian was trying to discover a cure. And he did but his life came to an end before he could actually put that into practice. Um, 
these are now Hubert's, right, because some Hubert ends up updating some of these history books himself. And as a player, uh, during season one, the party did find these things and the ingredients, which then led them to try and find a druid who could make the cure, Ryth, who is then the person they came across at the top knock, and Ryth rolled high enough to know and be able to understand the process of creating this cure. But there has been no real need of curing any calamity sickness that anyone knows of at this present time. There is also uh, accounts for the disappearance of the dragons, and it is a pretty simple recounting of one day they were here, one day they were gone. The only remnants were any celestial beings that are depicted as dragons, like the Dragon of Light and the Dragon of Darkness. But their whereabouts are unknown. And the dragon has not been since your time, so all good. Hello. Hello? I'm going to say 6,000 years, roughly. Is that when the dragons disappeared? That is uh, me doing rough maths, too. So, your time period that you were originally from was the last recorded time period of when the dragons were there. Oh. Or okay. would have been. It doesn't say in this book that your time period was that time, you just by looking through. In fact, the, oh, none of these history books really touch anywhere back from 2000 years BC, which it stands for before Calamity. When the Calamity fell, the calendars then changed to one after Calamity and so on and so forth. see. Okay. So, technically, you would have been from the year 9999 BC by their calendar account. And maybe even further off. Oh. By your memory, it was the year 2043 of the Ruby calendar. Okay, of the Ruby calendar. Hmm. Which then leads um, on to... Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, carry on. So, from when you came to settle on Asteros, one of the pack people on the ship was the current prince of the Ruby Empire. And the and I say current as in your time current, not yeah. our playing time period current. And back home the ruler was the um, Dragon Emperor. 
And on this new world, he was meant to take over from ruling as the Ruby Emperor. You remember him as being a human in birth. Some of these books have a slight blank period from the future emperor you would have known to the current one and the ruby emperor today is a dragonborn of Vibrak, uh, ruby emperor the 36th Uh, this version of the Ruby Empire, Empire was built on slavery. So every single race they ended up enslaving except for Dragonborns. Eventually some of these races broke free and started to form their own kingdoms. Um, the elves, humans, were very small and were the last two to break away. The first being the Kimonomimi race, which became a great kingdom of their own right before the Calamity wiped them out. And reading through, coming up to present history, the current Ruby Empire has expanded their territories across the desert and further into the south, past the desert itself. But there are still races that are are completely in slavery. Uh, some of the orcs have managed to come away and form their own tribes. And they're all scattered across the world. Scattered across the world. And races like the uh, centaurs, they're still pretty much in complete slavery. Gnomes, halflings, and a bunch of others. Yeah. So oh. this is nothing like the empire you left home, or the intentions of the emperor that you travelled all that distance with. I see. Um, damn, that's a lot. And a lot of these races you would have known as friends. You all went through this great journey, survived together, tried to settle with each other. And this one account of this one race of dragonborns and their choices to use the empire that you essentially served to turn into this massive um, slave-cultured empire. Basically, I, I suppose from a out-of-game perspective, they were like the ancient Egyptians in a way. Okay. If that makes explaining this a lot easier. I think so. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And, and um, then you okay. take your little nap. Yeah, after all that, Ash is gonna make their little pillow and like put a little like thin book over their face and just go have a nap. <laughs> That's too much for me today, night. Yep, too much learning. 
like negative intelligence. Lavender. What is it you are up to? Lavender's just taking an initial wander around the library, mulling things over, just thinking exactly what it is they want to want to ask, want to search for. Um, they're just trying to find any books on what could possibly be about the magic they possibly use while they're in rage in combat but they, they don't know where to start really so you want to be looking for something that explains why you go into a rage as a barbarian yeah and then further as to what exactly are these supposed magical abilities that they have been using so during you... the rage okay so the wild magic aspect of when yeah. you're in rage yeah okay so roll me a perception and we'll see what what type of books you find? So with a seven, you can't really find much books on essentially rage and barbarians or wild magic. But you do find a couple of books about uh, orc biology, <laughs> which is completely off from what you were looking for, but maybe. Um, a storybook. Okay. And a book about different sorts of plants. Okay. Um, I think Lavender sort of takes them in the to-read pile for now. They're not sure how long they're going to be here, so anything that looks vaguely interesting or could possibly have answers, they don't know really. They're going to take and add to a pile of stuff that they might read through. Um, and continue searching, I think. Okay then. Uh, roll me one more perception check, and we'll see if we can if you roll find find what you're looking for. So with a twelve, I would say you do find a book about at least your range. Okay. So. 12 is not that high to find a lot, but we'll, we'll let you at least find that much. And from what you learn from about your rage, is that it's not just an orc thing that's been recorded that some other races do find the drum beats of battle and end up using whatever it does to trance them into the moment of the fight recorded that they can withstand a lot more damage, take a lot more hits, 
and maintain a lot more aspects of wounds. It doesn't exactly make them immortal or unkillable, much as some of them would believe otherwise. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some of them can have been known to go into blind rage and succeed in extraordinary feats of combat, wiping out half of an army or anything other than related to that aspect. Uh, showing Herculean strengths of uprooting and lifting massive trees. Sometimes I... winning a contest with one arm tied behind their back and using nothing but a butter knife. Yeah. Okay, well, that explains quite a bit for Lavender. They, At least they know more about what it is they're going through and they're less weary now that they know and it's explained and it's not necessarily them and anything wrong with them. Mm -hmm. um, and after reading that, they're curious about what the storybook is as well. Um, the storybook is... based on the story of the Nightwalker. Okay. The Nightwalker was somebody who would strike in the darkness and only at the dead of the night for no surprise. Um, it tells you a story of how they brought Eclipse to its knees and they were this master vigilante of justice, often using intimidation tactics to get the information they need, but they were known to never kill. Okay. Basically, you found a Batman comic. Batman comic, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, if they read through that, they find it quite interesting, and I think it's just uh, they're taking some downtime while reading through that, and they sort of, yeah, they just enjoy reading through that storybook and find a bit of inspiration in it, or, yeah, they're just taking that a bit of downtime now and reading that story. Sort of digesting it. Taking inspiration. Oh no, foreboding to Batman Lavender. Um, yeah, so Lavender's just going to settle down and start just reading through the books that they have at the moment. Okay. Or biology and that. We'll jump over to Riot. And essentially Lycar. Hello. But just Riot for a little bit until Lycar catches up. So, what is it you've wanted off to do with this library? So, Raya has essentially made a little nest for herself with the books. 
And she's just laying in it. Like, and she was um, looking around for anything that mentions Asmodeus. Lamedy mentions her father. And shoot, what else was it? There was something else, but I can't remember it right now. Um, basically, those things. And she would be reading them in the little nest. Okay. If she finds them. So Hubert has also been bringing you tea. And he's not impressed about the mess that you're using the books for. But he does agree that it is quite cosy. Yes, she she gives him a pat. You give the giant eyeball a pat. A pat on one of the tentacles. Oh, he's got tiny eyeballs. So yes. probably a perception at advantage. Or if you've got exhaustion, normal. Yeah, I think I have exhaustion. Yeah, I have exhaustion. So uh, that's normal? Yeah, we all do, except for esteem now. Alright, so perception. Normal, because you have advantage. Oh my, oh fucking hell! Yes. <laughs> so, Get out! <laughs> since a lot of this archive was mostly built and all these many floors were made to accommodate to records and things of, from the Calamity War, you mostly find things about the Calamity. There is no real information on Jericho specifically. You do in some books in, that are written in Elvish depict a man that might possibly have his description. But would not outright name Jericho. Alright, anything about Asmodeus? No. She's seems, a little salty about that. Seems to be no known records of Asmodeus and even asking Hubert for help. He has no idea. Oh! I remember now. I remember now what the other thing was. Um, what was it that Asmodeus was taking Hikari and Sue to? Like, I don't remember and, what it was called. Pandemonium, I think. Pandemonium, yeah, she'd pandemonium. also be looking for that. Plane of yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I was gonna do, so hey! Yeah, hey! <laughs> Twinsies! Hell yeah. So, there's not enough information on the realm of Pandemonium to really satisfy anyone. Um, it's literally just boiled down to one book which Hubert had to go find you. And what it depicts of is they can't work out whether this is a plane of pure madness plane of the dead, a plane of purgatory, because there's no plane of portals that actually leave this place that anyone knows of. And if anyone has found them, and there has only been one known magical experiment conducted and was considered a huge failure, the person came back stripped of all flesh and near muscle and was somehow still alive to make the journey back. But as soon as they left the realm, the, their life force was just stripped, and it was nothing but bone left. So Rai is taking down notes of everything she reads. 
And she's definitely taking note of that. So, potentially the realm is non-inhabitable by any forms of life. Wait, I just thought of something. Doesn't it mean, like, the dead or the undead could go in? Because, like... Make an intelligence check. That's something Rai would definitely, like, think of. So, uh, intelligence... Where? Okay. Actually, beat me an Ascana check. Roll, roll. Oh. Wait, no. Hi. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, Make up your mind faster, DM. Make me a nature check, and we'll use the roll from that arcana check as well. Okay, let me find the. I always lose track of this, I swear. There it is. Fuck! <laughs> That sucks. 15. And my internet sucks. <laughs> so, with the two of them, uh, what was it that Ryth would think of? Um, could the undead or the dead go in? Uh, I would say since you are more nature-oriented, you're not really a magic user, definitely not a necromancer. Yeah, she'd definitely be doing research on the undead at that point, just to find out more. Uh, on the undead and the dead and... I would say it's a possibility, but not something that you are concrete certain of. Yeah, that's why she's going to do more research. Also make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh boy. Uh, there it is. Hey! Oh, relief. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. Oh god. So we'll say by this point, like is probably definitely caught up to you by now in your little blanky thought. Rai has her face just buried in a necromancy book at this point, which is more concerning than I thought it would be. So, burying your face in a necromancy book would just go off that arcana check of an eight, and none of it makes any sense to you whatsoever. In fact, you She's find yourself... She's down the notes so she can go with the... Every, every time you see the word bone, you just giggle like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Waka. Yeah, that's me. Waka. Waka. Why? This is the point where Lycar would have caught up, if that's what he's still doing. Hmm. That doesn't change that there's also someone consistently laughing while reading a book where there's a word bone in it, and it's just like standing in concern a little bit, wondering, okay. Hey, that book doesn't look like it's funny. As Rye is taking down notes and giggling to herself. 
Oh, hi. You're off in a hurry. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do some research. <sighs> I guess. Is something wrong? Well, a lot of things are wrong, aren't they? Eh, there's not you know, a lot of things that have been going right really recently, has there? Yeah. You want to sit down? Well, I mean, just wanted to see where you were, and then, I don't know, since everyone seems to be doing their own studies, maybe I should do that too. You can sit in here and read with me if you want. Like that night. Yeah, like we've done before. Yeah. I promise I won't fall asleep on you again. You fall asleep as much as you need to. Don't hold that back just for me. Alright. She's gonna go back to reading. And taking down notes of everything. Michael will then just take a quick glance around to see if there's any books on sorcery and on the fey plane of existence. One perception check, please. Um, what specifically on sorcery are you looking for? Uh, mainly just beginner stuff, since she isn't, after all, a sorcerer. You do find a book that covers the basics of sorcery and. A lot of it seems to be on confusion of how sorcerers come about into being. Uh, it goes into details of the differences between a sorcerer and a wizard. A sorcerer seems to be someone that is either born or with a specific bloodline connected to something blessed by a god. Or some ritual has been performed upon them that has granted them some form of powers. Um, essentially, what you would work out is it kind of sounds like how someone becomes a warlock, but it's more of a happy accident rather than a deal and a bargain, or a mutual exchange. So, the might, so it's just more about finding a way into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, as for the Fae... And the Feywild, there's not a lot of recorded material other than some instances of them coming over to our plane. There are some names of a few uh, Horizon Walkers that have found certain portals leading into the Fey plane. Some of them don't ever make it back for whatever reason. Um, but you do find out that the land where you first came to of Isidoya is the most strongest in the connection to the Feywild. Which makes a lot of sense considering the chunk of Earth that you were on came from the Feywild ended up there. 
That still ain't promising, though. But with these materials, you would definitely sit down next to Rai and then read through them as well. Uh, just give me a minute so I can check the map. Uh, it does list certain locations in Isadoya which would be worth paying a trip to, which would be the Moonflow Lake, which you would recognize as a possible lake you didn't visit, but was close by the chunk of earth that you arrived on. A place called Cherry Blossom Grove, which is connected to mountains where it's rumored the Kalishtar live, and they have a strong connection to the Fae. But you do get the a very obvious impression that whoever the person was that owned this library didn't take too much interest in the Feywild and fairy tales and other bits. Yeah, but it still wouldn't have hurt to also learn what people even knew of it from here after all and see mm -hmm. what crazy theories there might even have been. But that there's even gates is already an interesting factor. So that's always something to work on later. Um, yeah, you wouldn't. There wouldn't be any information of where, how these gates came to be, from the perspective of these people. They were just these ancient mysteries that would lead to this wild, and they essentially would share your like, huh? How do we have portals to this place? Sort of feeling as well. Also more curious if there had been anything like what happened to him, but yeah, that's sounding like that did not happen before. No, you, you would definitely know that this is a unique situation to you, and you would get the feeling that something is going on through the Feywild, within the Feywild. Mm -hmm. But hopefully it's not related to the current events of the Blood Moon Night and Asmodeus. Well, he continue reading then and softly stroke Rai's hair between pages. Is there more roleplay you two would like to do, or do you want to move on? I will say is that eventually Rai would switch to something she understands more, which is potions. <laughs> so, but otherwise she's just kind of snuggling up to him, nearly falling asleep, because he's petting her head. Okay, back to Orion. Alright. So, as said, there's a lot of things Orion wants to research, but let's do it one by one and see how far we get. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, it's me as a player, what do you expect? Um, do it one at a time then, and not in batches. No, because I thought at least you might want to see how successful I am on each one. 
okay, so the first one being a way to get back to and or a spell to teleport the group back to Nayari and the Doctor. Um, I'll give you this one for free. The only spell oh. you find is something like a teleportation spell, but you would need an extremely skilled wizard to be able to pull that off. Right, and would I, from that, would I think that, I because I don't, because I don't technically know what Vi is as a class, if she even has a class, if she's just a, a weaver, etc., all that comes down, boils down to it, but would I get the impression from what I know of her that she might be able to do that? Um, if Vi is able to. Yes. You wouldn't know enough about Vi to be able to get that in So I'd have to ask her. You would have to ask her. Alright, uh, okay. In that case then, uh, what's the next most important thing? Hang on, I'm looking for my list here. Um, he would want to, since this is quite important, um, research about his brother's powers, i.e. the dragon mark, and the connection it has to the first calamity. Um, <laughs> so you want to look into the dragon mark and its relation to the calamity if it, yeah the relation if there is anything he doubts the latter part but he at least wants to find out about the dragon mark what it is if anybody in history had it that kind of shit uh, roll me a investigation check <laughs> uh okay let's see investigation uh hold on do i get i think i do get advantage but it's on certain things uh let me check this is for the blood hunter stuff uh no this is about report information about fey fiends or undead so that does not apply here so i don't get advantage in that case, I roll with disadvantage. Investigation! Oh, thank fuck! It's a 22 on a disadvantage. Honestly, kismet, because it has to do about his brother, so that makes a lot of sense. So, okay. The dragon mark was an oddity kind of like a birthmark. It's not really been ha bared any significance whatsoever throughout time. Um, except for wow, I have this cool dragon on my butt. Or teehee, my nipple is shaped like a dragon. Or this mole looks strange, can you have a look? Oh, I got the point here! I'm running notes, hold on! <laughs> yes, nothing else? Um... No, no one's managed to find any depiction of any magical link other than everyone still knows the dragons used to live here, the dragons are gone. This is kind of cool, bro. Uh, the only information you would have of the significance and importance of the dragon marks are what Jericho told you in the Deadlands. Which wasn't too much details, except for your brother either has to be... Oh no, that was back in the tavern. 
so... Yeah, no, I know what he told me in the sense that, um, and he's going to talk to Vi about that, because he remembered that Jericho said that, um, well, no, Jericho said some a lot of stuff, and then Orion had the thought to maybe ask, I think actually, I think actually Jericho suggested maybe why don't you ask one of the Fate Weavers to see if they can do um, something about removing your brother's powers from him without killing him and without sending it back to the first calamity and that kind of shit. So that's another thing he's going to have to ask Vi. Vi's going to get real annoyed real quick when she gets back. Um, but yeah, uh, okay, so... Uh, sorry, what was the... I have to write these notes to remember. Uh, so the... So... We'd... So we'd need... For at least the spell thing, we'd need a high-level wizard. I'm not gonna write in brackets or Vi. And then for the dragon mark, ask Vi. Out. Ah, sorry, I have to write this otherwise I'll forget because I am a goldfish. Um, okay, in that case then, next one, um, I know it's already been done, but Orion doesn't know this, so pandemonium. Uh, roll me an investigation check. Mm. Oh, no! I, I would oh, say come on. you wouldn't find anything on pandemonium, so... You would have to hope that Rai yeah, tells that Rai you what Rai it. finds. Found. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Alright, hold on. I'll write that down. Found nothing. Um, how do you spell pandemonium? Um, whatever. Um, rolled a one. Um, Alright. Uh, uh, Oh, I'm just going to remind uh, Leah really quickly. You wanted, I forgot to remind you, I was supposed to do this. Uh, histories of different cities you, for some reason, wanted to research. Um... Fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, in that case, Orion is going to, this is going to be a little bit of a different thing. Um, Orion wants to find, maybe find maps of Elv of the Elven Kingdom to see if he can find, maybe pinpoint where his brother might be. I know it's quite a large area, but from what Jericho said, he is still there and su and sucked to a certain, to maybe to a certain direction somewhere in like, from what Esteem saw was like deep in forests and all this kind of thing. So the place is kind of covered in forests, but still, he it, it, can I find a map? Make me another investigation check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's better. 17. So, you move from one part of the archive to another, and there is a map sort of room, essentially. And it does cover very different maps between the start and end of the Calamity War and a little few years earlier. There's not one that's really modernized. Because obviously, Dorian would have died in that time, and Hubert can't exactly nip into town and go get one. Beholders kind yeah. of have this weird habit of causing panic. Yeah, yeah. Even when they offer tea first. Oh, poor babies. Um, the only strange thing you do is a certain forest to the north mm -hmm. east. And in every map, there is this forest, but there is no name of what this forest is or anything 
in this forest, but there is a forest there. And that's it. Okay, I mean, yeah, it might be, we might be working off on a yeah, but it's good as a place to start as any, not right now, but some sort of information. Um, can I look for more? Or do you want to move on? Um, I would say with the 17, you've done enough research to find some a similarity on every single map through. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Time. I mean, I mean, can I look for more stuff or do you want, do you want to skip ahead to the next person and then come back? How, how, what is the total stuff that you need to look into? Um, okay, hang on. I'm going to cross that one off. Hold on. Uh, strike through. There we go. Um, uh, that's what Ryef wanted to do. Um, I just wanted to look up on the Argent family, specifically Abacus Argent, to see what I see if I if I could find any more information on him. Uh, I wanted to see if I could find information on the Fate Weavers. I think, if I remember right, on your first trip you tried there, and we exhausted <laughs> that avenue as much as we could. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wanted to ask just in case. Uh, well, in that case, then, it would just be to see if you can find information on Fate Weavers, um, and the first Calamity and Vampires, and that's pretty much it, I uh, think. Because The first yeah. two, you wouldn't find anything on them. Nothing on Fate Weavers. No, the weave, the Weavers are—they're—they're they're very good at keeping their tracks hidden, so they're not really recorded through history, or they manipulate history so they weren't ever recorded. Makes sense. Cool. First calamity, no records. The first calamity would—you, Orion would get the brainworm that the first calamity would definitely predate. Uh, um, Dorian, yeah. or the clan, yeah. or, or Jericho clan. Yeah, I know, but Orion's just been working off the whole thought that maybe whoever created this library predated Dorian, so, but apparently now he's catching on to the fact that, no, it must have been Dorian then. No, Dor Dorian was the one that created the library. Mm. You never know, maybe that was misinformation, so he was he was trying to see how far he could push it. So, but good to know in that case. Um, Make an investigation check on the vampires, though. Vampire. Uh... Oh, goddammit. Eleven. Um, maybe ask Sue. Or if you can She's find him... not here! Maybe track down Noctis. No! Noctis is Sue! No, Noctis is another part of Sue. Still! <laughs> Still, in, in Orion's little mind, I know, but in Orion's little mind, Noctis does not fucking exist. So that's how I'm going to stick to it, because even I was like, that can't be possible that he could also exist. No. So that's not even an avenue here for him. So uh, I'm just going to write in brackets, ask to or Noctis about vampires, but... They don't currently exist, technically. At least to him. Alright, um... Let me see if I've got anything else written down. No, that's... That's Rise. That doesn't exist. Um... He doesn't... He doesn't... I was gonna... I do have Jericho on the list, and he doesn't know what Rai's looking for, so maybe that, that being the last avenue? Um... 
roll roll investigation on life. Okay. Not twelve. Uh oh. That's never good for me. I'm gonna say it it just leads you away from where you were and you just come across this book fort. <laughs> In that case well that's like actually a really good place to kind of kind of bring it all together. Um I don't know how many how 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 long into it would it take me to get to where I am now to the book fort? I would say by going to the glossary book that's near or the the elevator that takes you to all the different floors that it would probably take you a good hour while also checking books. Oh wow. In varying titles just in case something catches your eye. I thought it would take a lot longer than that. Okay. Uh, in that case, I have to ask both uh, Leah and Waka. Is Leah is Rai still awake, and is Waka is is, is Lycar still awake? Lycar doesn't need to sleep. That's fair, but you never know. You Rai? could have chosen to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Rai is like half awake, taking notes from an alchemy book. Like writing down like different potion recipes and stuff, okay. and trying to do more research into like the history of alchemy now. But she has um, the other books she had read next to her, and this big nest. Does he see the book about necromancy? Does he? Perception. I don't know. <laughs> God, <laughs> this won't go well. <laughs> Let's see. It's definitely next to her. Oh, oh, I looked at the 21st. Oh, it's a 12. Uh, are you keeping it hidden, or... Right. No, she's not hiding it. I, I would say... She's not hiding it, no. A book catches your eye. Then, honestly, he would just kind of raise an eyebrow, because it doesn't exactly seem like an out-of-character thing for Rai for to research. Um, It's a bit... A tad concerning? But not really, because he doesn't know if he was giggling at it or for what reason. So um, he's just—he's just—he's just going to assume that it's just he, she's exhausting all avenues. Um, and in that case, he's going to be like, um, "Sorry, I was kind of looking for." Well, to be candid, um, books on your father, um, and I was led here. I don't suppose you have—you've already done it, haven't you? I've already looked, but it, they there's one that describes him, but it doesn't really mention his name. Can I see? Uh, yeah. Does she even remember which one it was in this <laughs> stack of books? That's a good question, does she? Um, She's gonna be searching! I, I would say the books that you wanted to read and the books that you used the, for your little book for are completely separate things, so... If you add finished yeah. with the book and added it to the fort, then it's probably lost in the foundations of your fort. <laughs> no, she has like a little pile next to her that's like the designated already read books pile. But yeah, I'd say you would know it's in that pile. Okay. That's uh... in this pile somewhere. Alright, um, hold on. He starts to just gen gently look through the pile. He's very respectful with the books because he's very much a book boy. So, and he's going through and he's like, was it this one? 
was it this one? <laughs> kind of got uh, one. She's just saying, I think so to each one. <laughs> Orion just rolls his eyes and decides at the end of it to, to just carry the pile. Just Well, actually, just sit down next to the pile and kind of, like, speed read through it um, to see if he can find that little bit of information that she found. But as he's doing so, he's going to give a look to Lycar and kind of, like, try to communicate the look of, like, have you two had a nice chat? <laughs> like, that kind of look. Lycar <laughs> is going to feign ignorance and just continue <laughs> on reading and continue on stroking Rye. Orion rolls his eyes so goddamn hard they may just come out of his fucking skull. Um, but like, I mean, his eye. Eye, whatever. Fuck. I'm, he has two <laughs> eyes. No, no, no. Hold on. He may be blind, but he still has the other eye. It's just blind, so he can still oh, technically, okay. you know, there is that updated commission picture. God fucking damn it. <laughs> I mean, the socket would make it cool, but you know. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. He rolls eye or eyes. And yeah, he just gives a soft sigh, but he's not going to do any meddling because no. Um, and just goes to the pile of books and is just l doing what I said. He's just going to try and find that little bit of information that Rai found. Rai is going to share her notes with him. Oh, thank in you. Which includes the necromancy notes. But... Oh, fantastic. I uh, forgot about it. See, two se five seconds ago that was, and I've already forgotten about it. Um, there, there is but a lot of... she'd also have like... Mm -hmm. There is a lot of insert bone jokes in there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but there's also, like, her little theory that maybe the dead or the undead could go into the realm. She had definitely written I, that down, like... I will say, when he reads the stuff about Pandemonium, he gets a very... a very dire look on his face. In the sense of he does not like this, and this puts a dent in his plans, because one of the first things he wanted to do was try and get Hikari and Sue back. But at the same time, he gets this look of, that quickly follows it, of, I figured it wasn't going to be that easy. Like, that kind of, like, ugh, kind of look. And then he sees your notes on, like, that maybe the dead or undead might be able to go through. Um, and... I'd say he definitely gets a very considering look. How you decide to take that is up to you, because I'm not going to meta, um, and I'm not going to tell you, but he definitely gets a very considering look, rather than a concerned one that you might expect from him. Um, Ryan's going to punch him in the shoulder. Ow! What? What? I didn't say anything. I could take a guess. Alright, take a guess. I can guarantee you're not right. All I'll say is don't do anything stupid. I can still bite you. You and I'm not in wild shape. You can bite me at you can bite me at any time. You have you're always you're a biter. Mm, she sticks out her tongue at him and goes <laughs> back to laying on like on Lycar, but this time she's laying across him. Well that's different. Although to, although, to be fair, I kind of thought you were more prone to biting him, he points at Lycar, with a very slightly evil Why? smirk. Why would I bite Lycar? Hmm, nothing. Just Lycar making... hasn't stressed me out. Wasn't saying it in a she negative sense. 
There's a positive way? Orion's oh, just, it's, it's almost like... <laughs> Orion doesn't believe- <laughs> just opened her eyes! Orion doesn't believe for a fucking moment. I don't- I'm not even gonna roll insight because he genuinely, in my mind, does not believe that she doesn't know that. Because he's seen too many times where she's pretended to play dumb by now, so he's basically calling Wolf here. So... <laughs> cried Wolf too many times! <laughs> <laughs> but in that sense, what then... What did you mean? <laughs> you little fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> but in that in that case, then, considering that she's pointed out the whole undead thing, can Orion do some research on necromancy and see whether it would be a viable option, considering what he now knows from Riot's notes about Pandemonium? Um, Arcana check. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, this is also not anything to do with blood hunting. That's creatures, not realms. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, uh, no. Ah, oh, fucking hell, nine. I mean, the nine, nine. Kind of fit. You're not a sorcerer or a wizard, so a lot of the techno I babble that are in there. I am. <laughs> no, you're an arcane trickster. You're like the low key that plays around and causes people. Yeah, but we learn from books. <laughs> so does Will. It doesn't make him a wizard. Meow. He doesn't have Vespertine kicking in his door, going, "You're a wizard, William." Fuck off, it's late. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if it was. I mean, Vespertine would probably meme him. Yeah. Maybe. Thanks. <laughs> he would. <laughs> I think he would. <laughs> so I know much, just as much about it as Ryeth does, if not less, then. I, I would say just as about as much, because neither of you two would okay. be skilled in necromancy. Okay. So, but Orion's still keeping that thought in the back of his brain, nevertheless, because he's gonna fucking find a way to get Hikari and Sue back, and that might be one of the options. The only other option is find Fuckface, who took them there, and get him to bring them back. But good luck with that! Um, honestly, the undead thing seems like a more viable option in comparison. I was gonna say, who is uh, Fuckface, because that's a broad list at this point. That's fair, fair. It cause, is. Yeah, we, we, we all know who, so first calamity, Fuckface. Um, to be fair, he stopped referring to Jericho- I've seen- in my head at least, stopped referring to Jericho as fuckface, so... <laughs> That's depressing. It is slightly, uh... Yeah. Uh... Well, when are you two just gonna take it a little bit more easy and just relax now that you've found your books? No, I'm still looking for things like, uh... You really should just... Um, like, do you wanna... Sit down. I am sitting down, I'm sitting down with the books. See, look, sitting. Yeah, and you're consistently um, flipping through pages faster than a goddamn weaver lady having ten orders at one time. Yeah, because this is what I do. This is literally what I used to do for fun back before the world decided to go to hell. Yeah, but it's not that relaxing, uh, especially not when you're rushing it. You need to just sit down for a minute. We're exhausted, we've already had a rough time, and you really, really should just find a quiet corner have a little think through what you've been through. I have a suggestion. Yeah, right? I took notes on all the books in this pile. You can just rest. I have the notes. Look, I appreciate both of your suggestions. She's just notes in his face. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, I appreciate both of your suggestions, but... 
I don't really think I can rest right now, considering I don't know what's happening with Esteem. And no offense, Lycar, but no thank you. Lycar Going for it. Uh, what? Excuse me. <laughs> I don't think I'd appreciate that. I could, but the only thing that I'm trying to avoid is that you're going to end up in a situation like you were not long ago. You're not going to be any help again then, Orion. And how exactly is going over what I went through going to help? So I get- If you don't start I... taking it into reality, then I'm worried that you're going to break. Trust me, the only reason I broke was because of reality, because I wasn't expecting that. And because I should have been more careful, and because... And we can take all the precautions we want. That doesn't change that you need. Just sit down for a bit. If you keep on working, it's not going to come. Hubert, do you have any tea that can make people go to sleep? Uh, Hubert? Don't listen to her. I do not. Please listen to me. But I do um, have a method can you sing of him sleep. <gasps> can you make him go to sleep? No! Sleep. I can make the master go to sleep, yes. No, Hubert, that is against somebody's consent. <laughs> Might I offer sir she... a bonk? No. <laughs> she gives Orion the puppy dog eyes. Right, that's not going to work check. on me. Oh, is that a, or a, what? a that a, a Ryan or Hebert? A, a Ryan. A Ryan. Okay. Then. Right, that's she not gets closer and does intense puppy dog guys. Okay, hold on. He puts the notes in his lap. He holds out his arms to shush everyone for a fucking goddamn second, and it's like, and it's like, <laughs> look, I appreciate the concern. I appreciate the want to help. Trust me. I know I do the same to all of you. Haven't done it to yet you yet, Hubert, but uh probably come one day. A workaholic runs in the family, Master. I do believe that Master Dorian is much the same way. <sighs> Figures where I get it from then. That is why oh. we initiated the monk method, sir. Uh no, but um It was on his orders. Wait, who's or wait, what? Master Dorian, if I do not sleep for more than after 24 hours, please bonk me on the head so I may at least get a good four to six. Something along those lines. Huh. At least he was self-aware then. But, as I was saying, I appreciate it. But, he then looks to Lyca as he says this. But trust me, me not doing something is going to leave me alone with my thoughts, and that's when I'm going to break. I need the distraction. At I least. need something. And this is where you need to do it. And like her, slams the book shut and stares hard at Orion. You need to do it in a place where there is at least some form of comfort, reality, and friends. We are not in a dangerous situation anymore. We are finally in some place with some semblance of fucking security compared to all the shit we've already been pulled through. We have gone from 
one end of the fucking country to another, pulled in by stupid people, and consistently been put into stupid danger. And every time one more thing or another has happened, you have been close to breaking down, being concerned, worried, and all the time, never given a fucking break. Now take one, Orion, or I'll fucking teleport you out of here myself so you can't do anything but think. Shit. Orion goes deadly quiet. Hubert fucks off at this point. Like, nope. Very, very, <laughs> he very coldly glares in your direction. Like, you can tell he's fucking angry. And he just gets up so lightning fast and just walks off. Like, dr doesn't take the books with him, nothing. Just, just goes. And I don't even know where he's going, so I guess up to the DM. But he's going to find the goddamn somewhere, the nearest secluded place, and is just going to, at some point, when he's exhausted himself from enough walking, so I'm going to say about a, at least five minutes of continuous walking, just finds maybe the nearest empty corridor or something, or area of bookshelves that nobody's occupying and is just going to That would be Dorian's lab on the most bottom floor <laughs> That makes sense Where the crystal was and um, Doug smashed that case and got the deck of Yeah points. Okay, I'm guessing it's still in the in, in as it was or has Hubert cleaned it up? He's cleaned up okay. Obviously there's no crystal and the um, uh, glass case that held the deck has been ruined yeah. There's still okay. the cabinet full of ingredients where you got the ingredients to form a few cures and the personal journals and that wall line of bookshelves of personal books for, of his alone. And a bed. Basically his work sleep area. Yeah. Um in that case, Orion kind of like when he gets there, looks up expecting. Like, I think what he was focusing on was trying to find, like, an empty section of one of the floors. And then somehow his unconscious mind sort of brought him here. So when he sees it, part of him is like, oh, great, not the best area, considering how he's feeling right now, how he wants to kind of fling something. But then realizes fully where he is and... He's not gonna throw something that belongs to his one of his one of his grandfathers, the one that he doesn't really have a problem with. So his shoulders that were kind of tense and full of anger and full of ready to fling something kind of sag. And then he just goes over to like if there's a table or something, or like if there isn't a table, just like the nearest actually, yeah, either way he just goes I don't think he'd go to a table. Um goes off to like the nearest like wall or something and just kind of like flings himself back against it you know like when you fully recline rest and then just kind of slowly ends up fall like ends up falling like you know falling to the floor sort of half dragging himself along the along the wall and just kind of puts his you know his uh elbows on his knees and his head in his hands and just takes breaths 
because or originally he was going to find something to fling, but not in this area. He's not disrespecting Dorian's uh, study. So he's just going to breathe deep breaths, and as much as Lycar will want him to think over things and digest them, etc., the reality is he's done that over and over and over again. It's not that he doesn't think about it, it's that he thinks about it too goddamn much. It's like his unconscious mind never lets him not think about it, and that's why he needs a distraction. So, he's just gonna breathe, and he's just gonna focus on hoping that Esteem is okay, and that wondering what's happening with him, and if his locket is helping him in any way, like it, you know, as a sort of support, even if it, even though it has no magical properties, but just like as a, you know, thing to hold on to, etc., and is just thinking about how much of a fucking hypocrite Lycar is when he's not saying shit all to Ryeth, to his fucking knowledge, or talking about their situation. Especially when it is the exact opportune fucking time. And that's it! Okay. We will move back to Esteem and Vibe. So you've both now reappeared in that small little study that you left behind, literally as if you have never left at all. Okay, is there any indicator in the room of like how much time has passed, or is it just like... Literally as if you never left. Okay, just the books in the same place and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, when they step back out, Esteem will still just be like, okay, and... This is definitely the same time that we left. Yeah, you, you did a fantastic job, Esteem. Considering it was your first time getting us all the way there and back. Okay. And you didn't throw up, so that's a bonus too. Maybe a constitution a... saving throw. Oh no! This <laughs> is 16? You feel queasy, but you're fine. Yeah, he just like holds his hand up for a second. It's just like, mm. yeah, okay, hold that thought. I think I'm okay. It's fine. I blew my guts out the first time I tried it. Okay. Um, well, I'm kind of glad you didn't tell me about that before. That I would mean, have been another thing to worry about. It, it's a funny story. It was when the twins were recently born, and they just threw up on Sue, and then I. Throw up on Sue, and Sue ended up having a bad day as a whole. Yeah, that sounds like a bad time. Yeah, he was not happy. Had um had Vi told Esteem like about the twins, or was it just like a quick meeting? You met the twins. Okay, and who whose twins are they? Sunaki and Hitachi. Ah. Okay. Um So you also got to meet Sea Sue. And the Sue that Esteem saw then 
was he how different was he to the one that we briefly saw back in the city i can't remember the name of the city i i'm gonna use final fantasy 14 logic here the sue that you met in the city was more closer to Shadowbringer Sue, and the Sue you would have met is more closer to very post Endwalker Sue. Okay. Okay. That cuts down my visual reference descriptions by half. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Um, okay. Carry on, I'll just find you an image of the exact look like. Okay, um, yeah, so Esteem's just gonna say, so the whole... I'm guessing, like, Janaki is sort of constantly travelling through time as well? Well, he's a... he's the celestial god, so... And... Hikari going with him that would have been so the the was that like their first meeting no when when I saw them um well they've been friends for I guess technically before the the Kimi and Mimi were at least, so they they've known each other for a very long time. Okay. Well, um it's a lot to process, just seeing a lot of different versions of people that you know or have met briefly. Um but I noticed that in all of these instances that I saw I was always the same. So time affects us differently. We're a constant back and forth. We don't branch out like everyone else. And because we travel through time at will, I mean, you can, if you really want to travel to the exact end of time and watch how everything comes to an end. What? But your timeline stays as constant. So, the future me that I just learned from in that period that we were just in is not a certain future of mine, because... No, in your case, you seem to have the same rule apply, but in this case, then there is another you. So, it's very... Experimental, I guess, as you weren't conceived like the rest of us from the week. Somehow you acquired it. Not the time trip, those time. So it couldn't have been something that I was born with? No. If that was the case, the Weavers would have protected you and taken you from your parents at birth and erased their memories of your existence. Oh wow, okay. Um... None of us know who our actual birth parents are. Even I don't know who mine are. 
so I'm lucky in that aspect? Or is there a possibility that at some point somebody could come along and just decide they don't want me to remember my family? Um, there are ways to defend yourself against that, which is a few that we taught you in our time with older youth. It just means that a youth visiting them could make them a target for somebody who wants to, who uses the weave and then wants to do bad things. Like the immortal, for example. The immortal? Um, he's essentially my brother, and we went over all this that those born in the same generation refer to each other as brother and sister, and our teachers as our mothers or fathers. The elders okay. that have, like, essentially mastered their, what they want to use the weave for and make the big decisions are our elders. Okay, I remember. And above them, I guess, would be the the first child, who we know nothing about, so that's always fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Or if they, I don't think they even have a hand in the weavers, so. Look well, forward to what your monogram ends up as. Do I have to have one? Um, I, it's a safety feature more than anything, I guess. Okay. I mean, I don't always refer to myself as mine unless it's official business or I'm dealing with the weavers. And what is yours again? A Valkyrie. Sue gave me that when I turned 16. Since he was the one that took me in and tried to teach me. Until he then... asked you to teach me properly. I'm still trying to get my head around that. Yeah. When you asked me to go find this part, the past him, that... that yeah, I, I kind of share on that. But I do have a feeling that he won't exist for long. Everything's so wacky here that it might actually erase that timeline we were just in. So the whole situation with the little Vespertinum will might not happen either. That might never come to be, no. Would that mean their whole timeline together would be erased, or just that part of it? Mm. It's hard to tell. It depends when the difference started. <laughs> I did talk to Will about the ma wolf origami mask and Asmodeus, and he has no memories of it whatsoever. I don't couldn't detect any magical interference that might have wiped his mind, or any weave interference for that matter. Why well, I was kind of relieved that I didn't have to tell him about what we witnessed in the forest, because I didn't. Seeing that he was happy with Vespertine, and give, I, I felt... Him and Leroy were friends, but he never parted from Vespertine in that, that time. Yeah, I didn't... 
I couldn't bring myself to tell him about a timeline in which he killed his wife, which I still don't understand. It's just hard if you knew his full past. Telling him that he descends deeper than what he did growing up would probably break him. Yeah, that's why it was. I I don't I don't know him, but I felt like being that timeline. I didn't want to do anything to break it, but I guess if it's being destroyed anyway, I don't really know how I feel about that. Well, we wouldn't know it would possibly be destroyed if we didn't live through, well, you didn't live through the changes that have already happened in this one. Mm -hmm. I guess that's also part of your lesson on being a weaver. Those sort of decisions are what are going to make essentially who you are and be. And there's some very heavy choices. Like, I would love to tell the others what they are to my past. From Ikari and Danaki finding me as a small girl and taking me in and riot, why I call riot my own. But essentially I can't. Even though all of them are like a second family to me. That can't be easy. I know, especially when you're also a weaver and you're part of their family. Me? No. The, the tiny dragon, well actually the tiny dragon doesn't count, but yes you. Is it, did it feel weird like meeting me and then I didn't recognize you? No. I've been in that situation before, but it hurts with a lot of people. I'm sorry. Don't be. It's just part of the future I get to be excited that that's going to happen. I feel like maybe the most difficult part for me will be witnessing potential timelines that could have been happier and wanting to manipulate things to ensure they come to pass even if in the end it's not the best thing. Yeah, that never gets easier. there have been people that have decided to throw the rules into the wind and save these people. Sometimes it works out for the better and sometimes it brings about a worse cost. Mm -hmm. There's not essentially a right answer in what we can do. It's more of an answer of what we, what we should do with all this power. Essentially, you have the knowledge to destroy empires and resurrect. Like I said, I still feel like one person shouldn't have that much power. I mean, they shouldn't. 
football game. And I guess the the option to just run away from it all is long gone. The weavers in everything that will find you somehow or somewhere. It's kind of like the essential building blocks of life anyway. I have a question. Do you have any knowledge of what my life was like before I got to this point? Do you mean, did I peer through the weave, or you told me about it? Well, either, I guess, if my future self told you, or if you did see something in the weave? Well, I made it personal rule not to look through the weave, but you did tell me about the hag. Mm -hmm. I don't feel, know the full details because I was a child, but the only big event in my past that I can think of that might have led to me gaining some sort of power was when that happened and I got the... from what my parents told me I got some form of crystal poisoning from uh, basically an experiment gone wrong from the work uh, and it kind of points as like one crystallized horn and like the, the more like crystallized uh, marks on his face and stuff I I don't know if this would have spread or what it would have been but they yeah they, they made a deal with hags to save me and then Things were slightly different since, like my eyes definitely didn't look like this before. And my horns. Uh, but I don't know if the fate, the weave could have. I don't know if it could have reached me somehow through that or if that was something totally different. It's the only significant event I can think of, but that was already quite a big shift anyway. You just see her smile and place a finger up against her lips and give you a sly wink. Oh, okay. Is that a thing you can't tell me because you'll mess up the timeline? She just nods. <laughs> it looks like he wants to say something, but then he, like, he gets it. <laughs> He, he he's thinking back to like not wanting to tell Will all the things. It's like, okay, sure, I get it. Some of these amazing things you have to do on your own, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get used to that. You'll do fine. I can't have my grandfather esteem getting into too much trouble. Oh no, please don't call me that. She just sticks her tongue at you and walks out the door. Come on, let's go find Buddy Duddy or I. Oh, please, yes, please can we go and find the others because I'm feeling really weird about seeing like 20 different versions of them and I just want to see like them that I know and yep 
and he was like hurrying after. You do, you do know that he never stopped being such a workaholic, even when he grew up more. Who are Ryan? Oh yeah. Both me and the twins constantly joke about how much of his captain safety helmet. Captain safety helmet. I would like to be able to talk to him a bit more sometime about maybe his past and things, but I don't know if he'd be willing to do that. We haven't really had a chance to just sit down and talk. Well, he is on the vault floor. Uh, do you mind if I head down there? If you want to. I'm going to go do some book reading. Okay, um, I see him kind of hovers there awkwardly for a second, and then he's like, thank you for everything. It's only a small little bit of what I pay back for how you got all raised. That's still weird, that's not going to stop being weird, but um, thanks, and you're welcome, I guess? Well, wait until you see me as a cute little kitten in a box. You'll forget about all the weirdness by then, have you? Okay. Okay. I'll bear that in mind. And he, uh, he's gonna hurry off to the bottom floor to, um, to see if he can find Orion. Ash, how are you doing during nap time? Oh, you know, just having a nap. Still napping? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Give yourself a long rest then, buddy. Nice. Lavender, how's your nap time? Yeah, Lavender's just been... It's been sort of resting, mulling over stuff, not really sleeping. Just, uh, they're, they're trying to sort of mull over recent events and get everything straight in their mind. And I think they decide to get up and start trying to find some others of the party. They don't want to be alone much longer. Okay, make me a survival check. Anyone specific you're looking for? Or oh, who's the first person that would come to mind of who you'd like to bump into? Um... Possibly Orion, or they're kind of hoping that maybe a steam might be out by now. So a either one of the two. Um, I would say you first come across the fort books with a nine. Sorry, you cut out there a bit. I would say you would come across the fort of books first with that nine. Okay. Are they 
come across, yeah, if they found the fault of books, <laughs> curiously looking and yeah, they'll they'll stop there if they if they find. I mean, you do Ryan find... Liker, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they find Ryan Liker within it, then they might stop and stay there for a while if they are welcome. Right. Rye hasn't even noticed them. She's just kind of lecturing Lycar on how she, uh, on how he uh, talked to Orion, and it's just like you know he's sensitive. He's like a he's like an inky cat mushroom, very temperamental. You have to be really careful with what you say to him. Uh, he's yeah. very much like a mushroom. <laughs> I'm just oh. Rye just asks. Is everything going all right? As much? Have you found out much? Sorry, I was looking in the chat. <laughs> um, we found a few things if you want to check out the books. Um, everything's okay, right? Like, hi. She blinks Again, at him. Again, I feel like some conversation would have happened before. But Any stumbling upon would have happened, but time. that's just how it is. Still, you have to be careful. You have to think more and not give in to whatever that was. And she bites his nose. Yeah, I know. I hated every moment of it, but I also needed to make certain that Orion had a reality check. Well, I don't think it was the right way to go about it, but that's I took a gamble. I needed him to stop yes. whatever he was doing, because it isn't working. Is yes, Orion... Is Orion alright? I don't know where he is. He just walked away. I don't know where he went. I'm sorry. That's alright. Uh, oh, do you want to take some books to him? Sure, I can take some. If you think they'll... She's going to take a picture book from the wall of the fort and hand it over. <laughs> okay. Here. You want me to give this to I Orion? I think this has mushrooms in it. I think he'll relate. Hmm? Roll me a d10, Ryan. I think I saw some mushrooms in it. Huh? Roll a d10. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Can you say how did I how did Orion go from being a fucking vampire to a mushroom? Alright, glitter mushroom should. <laughs> He's now an inky cap mushroom, specifically. So with a four, <laughs> the book you pull out ends up causing the, the fort to collapse in on top of you and like her. She screams a lot louder than that, but... <laughs> I'm to just watch this or go down and sort of just... Yells into the book, a uh, she... pile of books. Are, are you two alright? Are you fine in there? I 
stop. She was literally laying on top of Lycar with her like body wrapped around his head so he didn't get hit by the books. <laughs> we'll live. Okay, as, as long as you're fine. How I build it. Again. I'm going to just shift a few of the books so they can at least move themselves. Rye doesn't move. <laughs> she just hands you another picture book about mushrooms. Another one for Ryan? Yes. Okay. I'm going to cry now and rebuild my fort. Are you alright with that? Yes. We worked very hard, but it's okay. I'm going to just give Ryan a pat on the head. I'll go and find a Ryan then. Um, it's just like him. the bed barrel. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Okay. Lavender <laughs> hesitantly leaves the scene. <laughs> oh, that was my turn. <laughs> <laughs> and Lavender sort of slowly makes her way away, just looking back just just wondering if they're all right but <laughs> they start to make their way and see if they can find orion to give these picture books to him make me another survival check so with a 15 you end up Reaching the elevator, you go through the glossary book and find that there is a personal room slash laboratory on the bottom floor. And at that point, both Esteem and Vi come to the lift at the same time. Or they're coming down the lift, but see you and stop it and open the door. Oh no, it would just be Esteem. Vi's gone off somewhere else. Yeah, just Esteem. Yeah. Esteem, you see. Okay, so I just see Lavender approaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Cool. Seem will be like, oh hey. Um. You're approaching their floor while the lift is going down to where Orion is. So, so we're both in the lift. You you've stopped the lift and opened yeah. the door to talk to Lavender. Okay. Um. Hi. Uh. This is weird because um. Time things. I feel like I've been away for a lot longer than I have. Um, I swear it's only been... I kind of dozed off for a little bit, but it can't have been more than a few hours. Oh, it's Maybe been, shorter. Uh, it's been a lot longer than that for me. Um, okay, I thought you'd be gone for a while, but I suppose in a way you have. I don't understand it, but... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think I've learned how to time travel at will. 
um not 100% sure yet but I kind of went into the future for like two months two months yeah uh I was studying um are you going down by the way I'm sorry we're just standing in the lift I'm just trying to find Orion, that's all. Oh, he's on the bottom floor. Oh, if that's where you're going, I shall come with you then. Yeah, I, um, Bai told me that he would be down here, so, um, that's, that's where I was headed. Um, it's just, Ryeth has given me these picture books to give to him, so it's something to do in the meantime. Is it something you're... Studying? What? What are they? What are they about? Mushrooms, by the looks of it. Are they I don't know. You were looking into, or something that Orion was looking into. Don't think so. Rai has just given me these mushroom books to give to Orion. Okay. Sure. Um, I'm not going to question that. There's a lot of things happening. You kind of see that Esteem still looks a little bit dazed, like he's trying to process where he is. <laughs> um, Does Lavender notice this? Um, it depends if Esteem's trying to hide the many thoughtful faces that they are making. No, he's he's kind of, he's quite clearly like, just trying to process the fact that he's back in his own time he's kind of looking around um like as you're going down the lift he's sort of like leaning on if there's like a railing or something it's like he's holding things less so because he needs to lean on something and more like reassuring himself that things exist <laughs> it's like i am in the present i am here i exist yeah um yeah so he's, he's not lavender, really yeah lavender in that case i think notices this but Maybe misinterpreted it as a sign as maybe Steam is not feeling well. So it's just ask. Are you, are you feeling all right? You look a bit. You look a bit dazed. Oh um. I'm just uh. There's a lot of things going on in my head. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, I. I can kind of explain it all to the group a bit better later. I guess when we're all together. Um. But. I there was kind of like a collision of timelines going on and I've seen a lot of different versions of different people and so the fact that I'm just like back here now and everyone is how they were before I left um I'm just getting used to it again because it has literally for me been a couple of months okay well if if you do feel you need anything, just just ask. Lavender just sort of just holds out their arm as sort of like as a sort of gesture if you you want to steady yourself. Um, it seems kind of smiles a little bit and like uh grasps uh Lavender's arm as they go further down the lift just to kind of uh, ground himself a little bit. It's like I appreciate that. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I need to go through um, in terms of like explaining what actually happened. 
Um, but I appreciate you being here. It was it's nice to, right. a, nice to see a smiling face that I'm used to seeing after a lot of different ones. And it just looks down on the steam, just smile broadens a little bit more. <laughs> they don't really know what to say, but they're happy that they just can help in some small way. I think um, Esteem just carries on, like, holding on um, down the rest of the way on the left, just to kind of, and, and kind of looks a bit more in the present when when they leave the lift. So when you leave the lift and come to this lab room, it's basically the uh, size of one single floor of the entire archive without that big bit in the middle that separates everything. Um, there is a table, a space where something apparently was, and across the right-hand wall going all the way along is just these books of shelves full of bookshelves full of books. And then at the back is this cupboard-type structure, and on the back wall is a glass case that used to house something. A single bed, and at the back, against the wall, you would see a rag. I've got a, I've got a question here. How long has it been since he got down there? Thirty minutes. All right, I'm gonna make a roll for something. Hold on, because there's two things warring in my brain as to what he'd be doing, um, and I'm gonna let the dice decide. So. Oh God, I can't remember. Mad World on? Huh? Do you want me to play Mad World? No. <laughs> no. Um. In that case. Hmm. In that case, then he would. Um. Because I'm going to say, would he hear the elevator coming down with his passive perception? What's your passive perception? Oh, that's a good question. It's 13. I would say you hear the, the gears running. And the cable itself that makes it go up and down working, but that's a constant thing. So you wouldn't... Okay. You'd notice it's the elevator's working. You wouldn't working. notice that it's on your floor. Okay. Um... Well, despite it, despite him hearing it working then, because luckily it wasn't the other thing, because I was like, if, if he rolls high, oh no. Um, but luckily, uh, which actually makes more sense in this one, so thank you, DM, thank you, uh, roll 20 roll. Um, he is... He wouldn't be in a rush then as you come down and you eventually catch sight of him. Um... To sort of jump up or whatever, do what from what he was doing, which was basically uh, from before when he was um, sort of resting his arms on his knees, etc. Now he's kind of got them crossed, uh, Indian style, and has like one of his uh, one of his sleeves rolled up, and he's kind of like just tracing over 
something on his arm. And then he just, when he see, when he hears the elevator coming and then sees you guys in the elevator and it opening, etc. It's not like he's trying to hide it, but he just realizes, oh shit, it steams here. Because if it was, if it was lavender, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if he would have tried to do, would have tried to hide it or would have just stayed where he is. But he's, there's like an instant look of relief on his face when he sees both of you, but in steam in, esteem in particular, obvious reasons. Um, so kind of like pulls the sink back down, but doesn't bother to like uh, redo the buttons and kind of like slowly gets up from where he is, but starts to head over to you and is like, oh, thank God, you're okay. I thought you were going to be gone for a lot longer than a lot longer than you were. You are okay, right? He sees as he sees. I assume you're still holding on to Lavender? Yeah, he uh, it seems still holding Lavender and it's... Um, yeah, he, he's still a little bit um, kind of dazed looking. Um, better than mm. he was. But I think like the moment Orion sort of speaks um, and Steam kind of steps forward and just gives him a hug. Oh! And it's just almost like an instinctive thing. It's like, yeah. he didn't think about it, he just, like, the moment Orion spoke and he heard his voice, um, he, he, like, pulled him into a hug and then kind of, after a second, just kind of steps back a bit and is like, I'm sorry, um, uh, it was, uh, the time was a lot longer than it seems, um, I, yeah, it, it's it's so good to see both of you, um, just like here as as you were when I left. Um, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna say at that point Orion interrupts you because it was really fucking hard for him to not beforehand, and he would, like I think the only reason he wouldn't have immediately hugged you back is because he was surprised that that was your first inclination. And because he's worried that something's up with you, but the minute you start, uh, Esteem started describing, you know, that it's been a lot longer for him, and obviously he kind of connects that to probably why he looks the way he does, and so and so forth. Then Orion kind of like let out this like re semi relieved uh, sigh, but then went in and hugged you, <laughs> like goes in, hugs you really tight. Um, not not too tight. Again, he's got a zero strength, so he can't do much. Um, but goes in, hugs the steam like really tight. Doesn't let go. I'd say for at least a good ten fifteen seconds, like very relieved. Um, and then is and then slowly pulls away with kind of a half sheepish look that that he held on for so long or that it was so sudden. Um, and kind of pulls back and is like, "Well, I can't say." That fills me with relief, but I, I assume, at least in that time, that took you longer. You learned a lot, and um, can't say I'm a fan of the fact that you look, and don't take this the wrong way, but worse for wear, still, still just as, I don't know how to put this, but Still just as magical as you always look, just, yeah, you look tired, and that worries me, and nothing bad happened, did it? I mean, everything went okay? 
Uh, you see, like for for a second when when Orion was like, "You still look as magical as you usually do." Like, the the like pinkish sort of like pigmentation on Esteem's face, just like when he blushes, it looks like it spreads across his whole face. So it kind of did that for a second. Um, it's like um, nothing bad. Um, just weird and I'll. I'll Okay, so I tell both of you the basics, and then we can like go through all of the things later with the others. But okay, actually, Vi took me to a future version of myself to learn how to use the weave, and she said that she oh, learned okay. from me, older me, to use the weave. Which huh. okay, that future me. Seems to be in a different branching timeline, so I may never become that future me. Can you see how this is already confusing? Uh, no, it is, but it also makes a lot of sense. Kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of things that I've already experienced. So that part, not so much of a shock. Okay, okay, that's a good start. Um, so I learned from me, him. Mm -hmm. Uh. Your alternate self, yeah. My alternate self, how to use the weave. It, I think at this point I can successfully traverse time if I choose to. Um, I oh. managed to successfully. It was like my exam was basically getting us back safely into the right time, so no, no big deal. Um, I managed it. Amazing. Good on you because you clearly came back fine. Um, but we were there for about two months. Oh. So, uh wow. That okay. That's all okay. No, that makes sense. Um a little, little bit hard to grasp. You two months, us barely a few hours. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm feeling a little bit rooted out. Um uh, I'm yeah. kind of glad to see you both as you were because I also saw some kind of uh possibilities of how your timelines could turn out and I don't want to interfere with all of that. Um uh, interesting. Uh I saw William and Vespertine. Oh. But they were kids. Orion kind of slightly almost gives you a very disbelieving look when you say, well, because it's to both, but you know it's to about Will because he doesn't know Vespertine. He knows them by name. Um <laughs> and it's just sort of like that makes no sense. William was a, wasn't a kid. Like he's clearly teasing, but he's just like for the for the shit's sake of it. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he was produced out of the ground at the age he was, and just was the teasing fuck that he is. He kind of does like a half laugh while he's like, kind of running his hands through his hair while he's talking. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't understand why they were kids, because that was the future, but then it turned out they had accidentally activated some sort of curse um, that made oh. them into kids, and I... Oh, well, there we go. I think they sorted it out in the end, but um, um. That, that will seem to have no knowledge of what we saw in the forest, so I didn't right. tell him, because I didn't want yeah. to mess with things. Yeah, that was a good idea, a good decision. Which kind of, I feel weird about it because he said that in that, their timeline, he had been with Vespertine for years. They were partners. Um, 
and they were very close and there was no mention of anyone else and I didn't want to mess with that. Um, Do you mean, I mean, do you mean partners as in partners in crime or partners? uh, As in, I think they were a couple. Um, Huh. Yeah. I mean... I'm not going to rule it out because if it's an alternative timeline version of them, who knows? In one version, I may be straight. Doubtful. But (laughs) it might be a thing. I don't know what you saw of all of us. And I know, I'm guessing you kind of can't break the rules on dating that. I mean, Vi is always very forceful about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But... There's things that Vi knows about me that she can't tell me because that will mess yeah. up. And yeah, I just, it's hard already because it's so much responsibility. Yeah, I can I can only gather. Trust me. Kind of, I mean, I'm not sure this is a good way of putting it. Kind of puts all my problems on the fucking back burner and just, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a lot. But uh, I know this may not make it easier but and you may be the type of person to take a responsibility like this on your own shoulders but you know you have the rest of us to kind of shoulder it with you we may not have those powers and we may not be able to help you with them but if you ever have like worries or you just want to talk about it or vent or scream at the fact that you don't want this etc just trust me I think most of us here will understand I appreciate that from from both of you, Um, and Esteem looks at Lavender as well while he says that. Uh, Vi said that there's a lot of decisions and responsibility I have to carry on my own, which I understand because I seem to be the only one here, apart from her, who can use the weave, so it is a responsibility I have to shoulder, but... Uh, Well, maybe not the only one, he says as he briefly glances over to Lavender. To kind of give him this look of like you were gonna talk to by that kind of a look. Does uh, does this theme like catch this look? It's a very obvious look. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's not trying to hide it. He's not being subtle here. Okay. Um. Yeah. Steam will just say, "Well, I'm glad that even if there's some things that we have to deal with." ultimately on our own that we have people alongside us to like you said talk to or shout with or just hold on to Um, yeah whatever helps the offer extends to both of you as well whatever it is that you're dealing with kind of pointed questioning look at laughing um and um yeah he will um He'll also say, um, the, your your problems, you said they pale in comparison to mine. They 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 don't. Um, I don't know the full extent of what what you're dealing with. I'm not going to pry, but don't think that your problems have to go on the back burner because I, I'm time traveling. Like, that's my issue. Um, like, it... It doesn't lessen anything that anybody else has to deal with here, and we're always here. I'm always here to help you shoulder any burdens, so 
Orion just gives you a very warm smile. And then it's like, it's, I, I didn't mean, I mean, I did, but let me just put it this way. Most of my problems have either been dealt with, not, I, not always in the most ideal way. And any problems I may have kind of reverberate through the group. So they're not just specifically mine. And as for talking about things, I'm, if you want to talk with me or you want to ask me questions or there's anything you need to know, just like I said to Lambda, I, I extend that to you. I have nothing to hide and I've always been open and honest with the group when it comes to things that they've needed to know that have involved me and and you're all my friends, so I'm not gonna hide or keep anything keep anything from you. I just didn't think, you know, that you'd necessarily want to know. But and I don't necessarily want to pry into anything you wouldn't want to share. So I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He kind of like gets a little bit flustered. No, I, it's okay. I get it. Um, there are some things I haven't kind of shared with the the rest of the group yet about my past and things. So I'm happy to be able to share once we get the chance to actually sit down and have a conversation. And likewise, if there's anything you want to share with me, um, I'm here to listen. Um, non-judgmentally, if you just want to talk uh i can literally just listen so i i would like for us all to be able to be more open with each other we've just kind of had a adjustment period where a lot of things have happened and we haven't had yeah. to sit down and yeah talk. yeah i've been meaning to tell the group i've realized for a while now that uh back when this stuff about my past was more relevant and had more to do with what was going on. The only person I really told was Hikari and the rest, the other half of it to the rest of the group, but they didn't know everything. But as to the fact that at some point I'm going to go and need, I need to go, I'm going to go and need to find my brother and make sure he's okay and try to get that power out of him so that the first calamity doesn't end up using him i'm i realize that none of you here except well even riot doesn't know this so yeah pretty much all of you don't know the uh history about that and you kind of just got it out of context from jericho of all people and ash pretty much doesn't know anything he's literally brand new so i'd be I think I've been meaning to share that share all of this for quite some time. We just like you said, we haven't had the time. Things have been happening, and we've just been constantly going and going and going. So maybe now, when we have a moment, we can just get things out in the open that we think is relevant to what's going on, and so we all have the same information. I think it would be good to be able to finally get that chance to 
sit down and mm. be able to do that and whatever you need to do to find your brother I'll help you I don't know how much I can do uh, I'm scared of using whatever abilities I have in case I irreparably mess things up but if there's uh, anything that I can do then instead, sorry, uh, Orion just interrupts you then just sort of steps forward takes both of your hands and kind of like holds them tightly and it's just sort of like first of all I'm not asking you to use your powers when I talk about getting any sort of help it's just you not that I don't care about your powers I do but I care about them more in the sense of however way you decide to use them and whether or not you even decide to use them wherefore without your powers you're still esteem and that's the person I care about not dotting fucking time powers and as far as I can tell you're pretty damn good at using them you got yourself both you and Vi back here, so I don't know where this negativity is coming from, but if you keep up with it, I'm going to have to do something about that and nip it in the bud, so... Because you're doing pretty damn good in my eyes so far. I appreciate that. It feels like, I mean, it feels like it's taken some time, but it has for me, but... Um... Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, and uh, he, re I presume, like, since he's been in the future for a while, um, he he would have had a change of clothes. But whenever he like changed clothes, he kept the locket in. He kept the locket in his pocket. Um, okay. And um, yeah, he will take the locket out um, and be like, "I kept this with me." Um, it was something familiar when everything was unfamiliar. Um, and I appreciate you lending me this. Um, it it helped a lot. It was it was grounding. Orion kind of holds his hand out for it as they as they say that and uh, as Steam says that and um, kind of gently grasps it and is like, well, <laughs> I was going to tease whether or not you were telling the truth or not to, you know, make me happy, but I'm going to choose to believe you because you, you tell the truth. So, and I'm just glad it was able to help in some small way. So... And I'm glad you kept your promise and you brought it back. I, I don't know if I would have taken it and trusted myself to keep it safe if I knew I would be away for that long, but I really wanted to, and uh, I know it's something special to you, so it means a lot that you wanted to uh, lend this to me to look after. So here you go. And he kind of hands it back and, like, closes Orion's hand over it. Orion just smiles and is like, it is something special. It's the most precious possession I have. But all of you are also special to me. And not to play favorites, but 
you might be just a little bit higher up in that esteem, just a little bit. He teases a little bit and then kind of like puts his hand on top of Esteem's where Esteem closed his hand and then kind of like just with with a teasing smile like puts his puts the uh locket back into the breast pocket of his vest. That's the one. <laughs> Couldn't remember which one it was for then. And kind of keeps it there and is like but maybe sometime soon I'll show you what's in there. You don't feel pressured to if you don't feel comfortable, but I would be glad to know that you trusted me like that. I trust all of you, but trust me, I wouldn't feel pressured. It's just more just a question of who's watching and whether or not I trust that we're ever fully alone. That's more the problem. But, uh, well, it's sort of dawdling on here, which is not going to bring anything much about. Shall we, when you're ready, shall we go and find the others and sh do a little bit of a share fest before the world starts to come down around our ears? I think that sounds good. And you can visibly see that, like, some of the tension has left Esteem's shoulders. Um, and he looks more calm now. He's like, I, I'm glad that both of you are here. Um, just that this conversation has helped me feel better after all of that. Um, I think I'm ready to kind of get back to everyone and explain as much as I can. Well, I'm glad you feel better. At least even if, even if just a little bit. So like I said, when you're ready, just don't feel pressured either. Just take your time and we'll go at your pace. Right, Lavender? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whenever you're ready. Lavender's just been sort of stood there looking. Um, yeah. Esteem will just be like, I, I think I'm good. I think I'm good to go. Um... Ryan just kind of nods. And then as he's sort of like a, sort of getting ready to move, he just sort of like reaches over to Lavender, like, lightly sort of, like, like, lightly pinches their arm and just kind of, you know, it just gives them a soft grin and it's just like, well, him him a soft grin, I'm sorry about the uh, pronouns have changed, um, gives him a soft grin and um, is like, remember what I said, hopefully Vi hasn't disappeared on us. It's always good to have answers, right? Yeah, for sure. It's best to have some better idea of what's happening. Oh, sorry. I said that to Lavender. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I thought I said Lavender. Did I not? Sorry, I didn't hear you say a name, so I presume ah. from the quiet that it was that it was addressed to um, Esteem. Oh, that explains the quiet. Um, Kuro's PC has crashed. Oh, no! Oh, no! No! <laughs> uh, Karo, can you, can you hear us? Yes, in chat. 
I don't hear him though, so. I, yeah. Oh, there you are. Yeah, my PC crashed in the middle of that. How much did you hit you? Sorry, say again. How much did you hit you? Because my PC crashed about half. I didn't. I didn't hear anything. I just said what I said, and then there was quiet. Oh right. Okay. Um. Yeah, lavender basically just said. Yeah, lavender was just sort of stood there sheepish for a lot of the time, wondering if they really should be sort of here for the conversation between you two. <laughs> they were like just sort of scratching at their face. And... Oh, you didn't hear what I said to you then. What did you say to lavender there? Um, because well, I I because you started to say that and then you cut off, but I thought it was just because of the bad thing. I thought you were still there. Um. But I just said that basically Orion reached over gently, very gently, because he's also very aware of the fact that he doesn't know everybody's uh, boundaries and lightly, lightly pinched your arm to, you know, kind of like teasingly and then gave you a look of like, gave you a look and said, and remember what I, what I said before, you know, if Vi hasn't disappeared on us, it's always good to, it's always good to get answers, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. And I want you both to know that I'm always here if you need to talk. I can listen. <laughs> and when things, as they seem to want to do, go south, my axe is always yours. <laughs> and then just as they suddenly remember, they're like, oh, and Orion? Hmm? These are from Rye. And sort of passes over the picture books of mushrooms looking slightly confused but <laughs> he quickly joins you in that confusion because like when he when he says this is from rye he's expecting things like notes or books on necromancy necromancy or something along those lines so when he sees that they're basically picture books on mushrooms and fungi he's just staring at them like i'm very confused if they so were they actual... Mm. I don't know, Shrug. Uh, it's, it's Rai. Either this is Rai logic, or she might be trying to cheer me up in her own weird but wonderful way. I don't know. I guess the only way to find out is to ask her. So, might as well go up and hopefully Vi hasn't left and maybe Raya has answers. No, knowing her, she'll just be cryptic and giggly. But, well, only one way to find out. Yeah. But what you said. Bit you of said, a mystery. Hmm? Sorry, say. She's a bit of a mystery. Um. Yeah, to a degree. Once you sort of figure out what she's about, but yeah, there are certain parts of her that are still, I still can't quite figure out. But it makes things entertaining, at least. But, uh, what you said about your axe, just, I appreciate the sentiment for all of us, but you do what you feel is right, and if that means at one point putting your axe away and trying different methods because you're not comfortable using it, you know that's viable too, and nobody's going to look at you differently if you decide to do that. Thank you. Thank you. 
Orion just nods, gives you a really soft, understanding smile, and then looks to you both and is like, well, shall we head back up and see what chaos the others have concocted? Yeah, I think we should. Miss Steam, are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm... I think I'm good to go. I'm feeling better now. If you feel any different, you know me and Lavender are here to actually have a shoulder to lean on, although I think Lavender's a little bit more uh, resilient and resourceful when it comes to that, considering... And then Orion kind of just, like, flexes. <laughs> Except for Orion, there's barely... <laughs> It's more dexterous swimmer's body. So when he's trying to make a point of like, you know, if you're going to lean on somebody physically, it's going to be Lavender because, yeah. Lavender sort of kind of blushes a bit, but understands that they're sort of joking and teasing a bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they get he's... that, but they sort of, they blush a bit. They're very shy about compliments or something like that join the club good sir <laughs> that is that is orion so at least they have that in common so orion will just kind of give like a semi teasing grin but will nonetheless not regret what he said at all because it was the truth so um and he'll be like all right let's hot off then and kind of looks to esteem like you know Again, because now it steams back, kind of offering if they if they want a hand or if they don't, etc. So He will take a hand if it's offered. It is, and Orion just very gently kind of clasps clasps the hand and um also ends up offering it to Lavender, but also he doesn't know of Lavender's boundary, so Lavender's Lavender's fine with that. They initially just look at it as if like are you sure? But... Orion gives him a kind of a look that literally says in bold letters, I wouldn't offer if I wasn't. Lavender gratefully, willingly takes the hand, just tentatively, shyly at first, but yeah, they're happy to. They're happy to do that. Orion notices that, and I will say, obviously, you don't know his inner thoughts, but you can tell that you acting like that and being like that reminds him of something or someone and definitely brings a slightly bigger smile to his face as he kind of gently tugs you both along to the elevator now in a much better mood than he was half an hour ago <laughs> so you try to ride the elevator and you quite easily manage to find Right. I'm gonna interject there, and I would like to go back to with a fucking time job back to when Lavender left. Okay, I'll That's a good point. Do it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> I'm thinking that that ride would still then be leaning in over like her. She's Rye. still trying to put her, her. She's still trying to put her. Uh... Fort back together. <sighs> right. Right, it's just it's just a fort. If it makes you feel better then Okay, I'll just 
talk out into the air then while you work on that. Eventually she's just going to give up for a bit and flop on top of him. Hmm. Feeling better? No. Ah, well, neither do I, so welcome to the club. She's going to bite him and just gnaw on his shoulder. You know... How do you stop someone that never seems to stop going? You don't. You wait until they realize they need to stop themselves. Or you try and hit them with appropriate force to at least make them stop even for a second. I tried, and I probably failed, but I wanted to, because seeing him just keep on going like that, <laughs> we haven't stopped. We haven't stopped since then. The only time that this person has now taken a break has been when he was forced to be inside of my goddamn jewelry. Because we had nowhere else to go, and we just needed to have a break. My I God. have... My God, he's a grown man. He's a grown man he that keeps pushing himself yeah. for everyone else. Putting the entire world on his shoulders if we weren't there to even lift up. Freaking moment of it from time to time. He will keep on going until his exhaustion is so complete and utterly that he will break himself apart if no one even tries to stop him. Like her. She's going to I put have... both of it, her hands on the sides of his face. No, Rye, I need to say this. I need to let it out because that's the only way I have to cope. I have seen you all fall time and time again having to be one of the few links between your life and death in just a couple of days and now a couple of months technically since I came to this plane of existence. Everything has been a jumble of emotions, understandings, of worries, of everything feeling like it just wants to fall apart. And you're all the fucking closest thing to a family that I have. Since I don't know what's happened to mine. <laughs> and I want to rush. I want to try and find a way to get back. I want to make it all work. But seeing us all just keeping on going, not even taking a moment just to sit down without feeling that we need to run out again after we find just the smallest clue. It's breaking me. Rai, you have yes. been the only sunshine I have had truly through all this time. Ryan made me realize that in his one moment of uncharacteristically pointedness of just cutting <laughs> freaking moment. I love you. I don't want to lose you again. I don't want to lose any of you. Please. Please. You're not going to. 
Alright. I'll have you right. And then he's just gonna lean and rest his forehead against hers and just tears running down his cheeks. She's gonna wipe away the tears with her thumbs and just kind of lightly push against his head a little bit. It's just like they'll be okay. I love you too. And, but and he's gonna right hug now... her in tightly and just give her a kiss at the moment. Just one long kiss. Having said Imagine that, they walk in stop. on that part. <laughs> Uh, they've been talking way longer than we have. They would not have a chance. Oh. <laughs> imagine. Oh, sorry, that wasn't yeah, funny. imagine. That's why I wanted to specifically make that jump back so that they couldn't walk in on something like this. <laughs> That's okay. The players know. Um, after the kiss, she's just kind of stare at him like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> I'm really if... glad my dad isn't here right now. And if he did, I would just flip him off again. <laughs> <laughs> it's your choice, and if you want this, then he'd just have to accept it. Yeah. But right now, I think we have so many other things we have to focus on. But I think for today, we can rest. Okay? And that's what I really hope we all can get to do, and maybe talk. But then... Yes. Uh, but this time, no yelling. She's going to squeeze his cheeks. Violently. If it worked, then I don't have to, don't worry. The cheeks on his face? Yes, the cheeks on his face, I promise! Uh -huh. Well, if it was the other ones, that would be... Yeah. Okay. But, let's just rest, okay? For now. For today, we can rest, but tomorrow... We gotta that is the worries for tomorrow. Right now. Rest. Mm hmm Thanks for listening, Ryan. She's going to start petting his face. And he's going to run his fingers through her hair. Pulling her tight. I think that's a good move for everyone to run on that. Also, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not a mushroom yet. <laughs> Please tell me we hear that! <laughs> I'm, I'm going to roll the moment we walk in. Just... You, you rule in a riot calling like Karski. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> I was just all I was gonna say was that Orion see, saw them hugging and was gonna have a moment of like, oh thank God, like you know at least, at least they finally had seemingly so he takes it as a good thing had a kind of conversation quotation marks, and then here's the oh you by the way you also stink, <laughs> and I swear to God has the hardest time trying not to laugh he's trying not to ruin the moment. 
so he's just like putting a hand over his well he can't he's got fuck both his hands to take it up so he tries to realizes he's holding both hands he's not gonna let go so just trying to kind of kind of tries to hide his lap in his shoulder <laughs> you really need a bath with a lot of herbs and soap uh, not like you smell of flowers right now either well, if that isn't the most romantic conversation I've ever heard. <laughs> she just bites his face. Whose? No, uh, not right. She's still in Lycar's like arms. It's not like she just jumps like, out of there all the way okay. and bites her okay. I was going to say, I was going to say, I just wanted to specify. Right, and Bethel sometimes, if she could get free. Well, no, that's good that it's good that it was like her because like, Orion sees that grins a little bit and it's just sort of like that's what I meant by a positive a good bite. But you already knew that apparently. <laughs> Fucking knew it. <laughs> what? Oh right, when did you get here? Oh hi, <sighs> Yeah, Steam's back. Hi. Uh Hi. She's gonna wiggle out of his arms. Aww, holding hands. Hey. Yeah. He's gonna wiggle out of his arms and go tackle Esteem. Oh! <laughs> Orion's still holding onto Esteem because he sees that. Has this moment of, do I? No, I'm gonna keep hold just in case. Hey, Esteem is a bit surprised <laughs> by the hug, but uh, he accepts it. He's just like, hey, um, it's. Uh, this sounds weird to say again, but it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a few hours. Not for me. Mm, yeah, that's uh, something we all have to uh, talk about. There's a lot we all need to talk about, and esteem She's being lavender. She's gonna reach up and poke at his cheek. Uh, you do have a few more wrinkles. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's not nice. What? Don't esteem like saying? actually look more like. Uh... <laughs> He's very stressed. But during your time away, you made sure they made sure you got a lot of rest and they made sure you ate okay. very well. Okay, okay. Your, your favorite part was probably going yeah, to the just teasing him. Ricky Ronalds and getting a happy meal. Ricky Ronalds. Ricky Ronalds. <laughs> is going to get up as well after all that and wipe his eyes just clean from any remaining tears that potentially might be there. Do we see the like yeah. kind of do we see that? Uh Waka? Are you trying to conceal it or is it pretty eh, obvious? He doesn't really care. Okay, we do one. then. Yeah, Orion definitely takes note of that. But then it goes right back to looking at uh Ryef and it's just sort of like, right, it's not nice to tease people, especially when I'm pretty sure Esteem kind of sort of believed that. You always tease me. Yeah, but you don't ever believe it. So, you know, different. Who's his nose? You have to be more specific. Who's? Oh, Orion's. Oh, okay. Then a guy, so Orion just kind of goes mo goes momentar momentarily cross-eyed, but then it's just like, okay, should be used to this by now. Apparently, I'm still not. But I was saying, we do need to have a conversation, and as Lyker actually pointed out, 
now's kind of the perfect time considering we're in here and we have the time and we may as well do it before the world starts falling down around our ears again. By this point, uh, half uh, awake Ash and I turn up. <laughs> Let's all go into the fort. And she jumps back into the book. <laughs> no, Rai. You're not going to be having it there. And not in room. different oh. hair than what she left with. In what way? Exactly what Esteem did to her hair. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot because he cut it. So what was it like before and what is it like now? Um, it was a bit longer and flat to the side. Now it's mm-hmm. more... Um, oh, are you getting a reference picture? I can find where I put it. Right one, but it'll give me. Oh, yeah, the yeah, that one. Okay, so it's a little bit different. All right. Okay, then Orion won't say anything in response to the new hairdo, but will kind of raise an eyebrow in curiosity because. He now knows at least a lot of time did pass, or at least a significant amount, so it's not really that out- uncommon for her to, or at least not uncommon for most people to do something with their hair. I mean, he did. <laughs> so. That kind of just raises a little bit of an eyebrow in, in, in tease. Bye, joined us in the land of the living, have you? Yeah, I went to go have a look at a few books. Well, uh, Esteem's kind of given us a little bit of a heads up on, uh, I also found more... this idiot napping in a pile of books. Uh, that makes sense. Morning. One of the books that they needed, I was using as a pillow, so... Ah, well that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> They just kind of like yawn and stretch. It's like, so I guess I'm here now. A clear disrespect of good literature. I mean, act of good sleep, I think. Yeah, true. I was enjoying that. I'll give them both a pass on this for now, even though his eyebrow is slightly twitching because books. But, um, but he's like, well. It's good that you're both here, because we can all sit down, have a conversation. Vi, I assume you're going to be staying for at least a little while, because I do have a couple of things I need to ask you. That's why I'm here. For now. Well... How long do you think you're going to be here? Because that kind of dictates whether I ask you what I need to ask you now, or after we've had our huge conversation. When you guys leave here, I'll be leaving too. I'll be going Okay. Home. Okay. Uh, in that case, maybe we have the conversations because I can then, at least on my side of things, lead into the que- two questions I have for you that relate to it. So let's find a big enough space to kind of like sit us all comfortably and then we can talk. Sound good? Yeah. Orion looks to everyone else. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yep. Like, are you good to talk? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Are you sure? You were pretty emotional earlier. I had a lot on my mind. You were, you were like, you were like a, like a baby chipmunk. Very emotional. Are are baby yeah. chipmunks emotional? Yes, and grabby. Oh, by the way, on so that note. On you, that note, grabbed onto me first. That's different. Uh, right, right. It's fine. It's Rai logic. By the way, speaking of Rai logic, what is this about Rai? He holds up the two books. Oh, because you're like this, and she flips one of the pages to one of the books pages to uh, an inky cat mushroom, and is like, "You're like that. Temperamental." <laughs> and she runs away. <laughs> Orion is confused dot com, <laughs> and just, <laughs> it's just it's just very confused that it just calls out after is like, okay, I don't fully understand the comparison or how fungi are apparently emotional. You don't get much about plants or animals, mm. so I no, win. no, because I'm not, I was never good at that. That was my brother. Too bad for you, then. Uh, could you at least try to explain it to me at some point? Maybe not necessarily now, but I, I'm kind of confused, but also intrigued. She walks back over. Sure. <laughs> All right, that was very sudden. Lavender's just like, I'm also curious, seeing as I was tasked with delivering the book. Hmm. By the way, before you do, has anyone ever told you like you're the human version of Whiplash? What's Whiplash? <sighs> it's okay, it's fine, I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> I'm joking, I know what it is. I know! At this point, I think you believe I think you know <laughs> everything. I'm older than you. I know you are. This is why I've come to this is why every time you say you don't know something, I know you do. You just do it to <laughs> agitate me. Fi just gives a steam as a look of see what I had to deal with growing up. And it gives her a little smile back. <laughs> I, Orion obviously doesn't notice this, but like looks to Ryan is just sort of like so. Bit of levity before we start. What are you? Why books? Why mushroom? Because you're like an inky cat. But how? How are inky caps temperamental? I've never known fungi to be temperamental. Granted, I don't know much about nature, like you've so, you've pointed out, but they haven't been temperamental on my plate. They haven't been temperamental in the wild, so I'm confused. Inky caps are not edible. They could be used for ink, or if you want to draw or write something. Oh, no, oh, that kind of answers my own question. But... Hmm. Nope, go ahead, go ahead. But they're also they're also very um temperamental in that uh the gills liquefying if you touch them they get upset and they can very easily be destroyed. They're very fragile. And then she's gonna pat him on the head and walk away. <laughs> Ryan goes quiet for a second and then he's like 
Now I'm more insulted than anything, but okay. <laughs> Temperamental, I'm willing to acquiesce to, but the rest, okay. Apparently. Alright. Let's get that out of the way. <clears throat> Let's go in and find someone else. It also looks like they're in a constant state of decay. I. Excuse me? <laughs> she runs. She runs. <laughs> he's not chasing you, but he's giving you this look of like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you're gonna pay. For, you're gonna pay for that comment one day. I swear. Cuba is passing you around to everyone else, trying to just ignore this. Amanda says to themselves more than anything. Well, she's definitely right. You don't want to eat them. Sort of grimaces, remembering probably a past experience of trying to eat them. <laughs> I will say Orion here is that kind of racist and not brown is like, you know what? I'm not, part of me wants to ask, the other part of me doesn't. Let's save that for another time, but do tell me that story at some point if you're up to it. Because I'd probably make the same mistake. But I just say it's not pleasant. I don't- I didn't expect it would be. But, uh, Rai, you're gonna fucking pay for that! <laughs> and if I was more- to see when I'm actually gonna post it. And Orion will say under his breath, and if I was a little bit more fragile, I think that would have hurt, hurt my self-esteem a lot, but... Uh, I'm gonna put okay. in a spoiler just in case. Hmm? Sending. What you posting? Sending. Oh it's god. Slow. It's gonna sending. take a while. <laughs> well, what yeah, we're sending? We oh, there we go. Runner, there it is. So. But yes, moving along. <laughs> so yeah, we really need to move along. Yes, definitely. We move along, we go and find some place that has, has an open area that we can sit and, you know, talk about all of this, and that's what we're going to do. So it's probably the old dining room that was never used by Dory. Okay. Like, he, he had this place set up for meetings and grand dinners, but nothing ever happened. You get the impression that he probably wanted to show off yeah. his massive book collection at some point. Like a nerd. <laughs> like a nerd. I can't say that Orion wouldn't want to do the same. Nerd. So, um... Orion does kind of just, like, raise an eyebrow at it all. At least the lavishness of it. But the books, definitely he doesn't raise an eyebrow at that. But, like, you know, just kind of, like, affectionately a little bit rolls his eyes and is like, all right, let's all take a seat and <sighs> talk about a lot and whatever's going to help and people can ask questions and we can just get everything out in the open while we have the time. And Orion, Orion will sit. Yeah, Orion also sits. Icar takes a moment to look around the hall, takes out his music instrument, and just brings one note to hear the acoustics of the room. <laughs> the acoustics sound brilliant, but you could work with it. Hmm. <laughs> you, 
you doubt you'll ever find acoustics as good as back in the um, back in Sorella. That hall was something special. But after just checking that, then he's gonna find himself a seat as well. So everyone finds their seats, or a seat. Ray is going to sit next to Lyco. Yeah, uh, Esteem will sit uh, with Orion and, well, in between Orion and Lavender if we're there. Oh, how rude. <laughs> yep. Why rude? Why is that rude? <laughs> Vi is now sad. Oh no, oh, I didn't too bad, Vi. I, I thought she was off somewhere else. Um, no. Okay, no, he'll we sit. We spent two he'll... months together! <laughs> Lavender sort of sees that Vi is a bit disappointed, offers Vi their seat, and will sit next to Orion. She she just shakes her head and sort of gestures for you to sit back down. Okay. Lavender's just taking in the kind of intimidated by the huge room, but very curious and just taking it all in. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't realise Vi was sitting down. It's too late now, the damage is done. Vi will do this. Oh no. If it's you, fine, it's Vi. You could see her ears, they'd be flat. She's got human ears! Sure. As we all know, yes! <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> so, questions? Well, my questions kind of pertain to what I'm going to be telling the rest of the group, but I wasn't sure if I should go first or if Esteem should. As the DM, I would hurry up and make a choice because we are now seven minutes over. <laughs> this could be a good place to then start with so that we can start it with the meeting, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, going to be a lot of explaining. It's going to be a That's while. Where I'm going. Okay, uh, in that case, if Orion kind of is, is saying he's not sure who should start, Esteem will be like, well, uh, I have quite a bit to report, so do you want me to start? <laughs> Well, look, um, I think your stuff is more important, and like you said, there's a lot more to report and has to do more with, I'm guessing at least, our present current situation, whereas mine kind of has to do with stuff in the background and potentially information that we may need for other things, so maybe let's get 
I don't mean this in a bad way, but the slightly less important things out of the way, and then we can really focus on yours. It shouldn't take me too long to sort of get mine out, and I can just ask Vi questions, and then at least she doesn't have to be irritated for, by me for the rest of the day. Oh, that'd be lovely. <sighs> Is that okay? Dean? Yeah, of course. Not that anyone else's things are less important, it's just there's... I don't want to <laughs> bore anyone, because there's a lot of it. Um, but yeah. And, and I want to know as much of it as you can share, but I just mean that yours seems more to the current situation, so always good to go get over with the background first, and then with the present stuff. So we're going to be starting with a Steam next session? No, with no. Orion. <laughs> okay, so we're starting with Orion next session. Yeah, we'll get the back, yeah. basically, like I said, the, because it's all sort of backstory stuff and background stuff that he hasn't, that he's been meaning to share with the group since the others were still there, just never got a chance, so never found the right time, so, you know, and uh, rethinking about it, Ryef doesn't even know any of this stuff, has kind of picked it up from her dad and other circumstances, so, and it it pertains at least to something he's going to want to do at some point, and at least help the others decide whether or not they're going to come with him or not, so. Okay, then. So we'll end it there and pick up with Orion in the, on the 6th. The 6th.